announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, we're back. Episode, what, 188, right? Yep. I don't know, I hear it I hear it perfectly fine. Okay, so I'm Leo. That's Mario. Oh, boy. Have no fear. The legend thriller is here. I am the heel that seals the deal. The villain that stays shown. The anti-hero of the IWC. Your boy, Mr. Rated R. And our third man on the broadcast team. He is the analysis of the L-O-C. He is a straight shooter. Pew, pew. On Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of L.I.R. Double. Yo, what is going on, fellas? What is going on is right. Because there's a lot of going on. Oh, what's going on? Oh, I know what's going on. Look at look at Ryan. Look, I'm loving Ryan's energy right now. Look at him. Look at how happy he is. Listen, I wanted more of the... Yeah. I know. Leo kind of... You know what? Hold on. Put my volumes up, please. The volume is up. Congratulations, you played yourself. What happened, Leo? Okay, so I, the these headphones, right, which I, I confiscated from my son, um, they have like a little twitch here, right, that you have to kind of like hold the, the little circle thing La like puta that. madre que te parió, hijo de la remil puta. To make it work, because then only one side works. So, Well, you made it up. You made it up. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Lucha Outsider Show. And I guarantee you we're going to piss a lot of people off with today's episode. We don't have to. Oh, but we love to. We love to piss we off the peckerheads. But we don't listen, have that's to, That's the though. best part of the show. Pissing yeah, off the peckerheads. But we don't have to. We could be nice today. We could say, you know what? Let's have a very enjoyable rest of the weekend. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, right. Before we get started, give me a second, guys. What's up? Give me a second, give me a second, give me a second. What up, Santiago? It's hashtag rebel time. It is. It is. Oh, I got mine, too. Oh, thank you. Rebel Ryan, time. how you doing, bud? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, no pumped complaints, up. you know. I'm, yeah, just pumped up, man. Pumped life, up. I could tell because you're showing the guns. Yeah, so yeah, I could yeah, tell you're yeah. pumped up because you're showing the guns. <laughs> The gun show this morning. The gun. Yeah, he, he, he woke up this morning. He said, what am I going to wear? Listen, <laughs> it's too hot. There's a hurricane outside. I'm chilling. I'm probably going to watch CM Punk's debut 30 more times today. Yeah. No big deal. Uh, listen, no That's big my deal. plans for the day. Yep. Uh, but yeah, man, this weekend has been 
has been good if you're a wrestling fan. So no complaints. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing good, man. Um, you know, for the first time in a very very long time on Friday night when uh, when Punk uh, returned, and we'll talk about that a lot on today's episode. But man, uh, I smiled ear to ear. And I'll I'll go more in depth about uh, Punk's return, but man, w- w- what a great moment in wrestling! But uh, Leo, how are you Dude, doing, bro? I was up. Yeah, the old man was up. Bro. I was. The up. old wow. man was up. So you know when the old man is up, <laughs> something's about Some, to go down. Something's about to go down. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, guys. Well, we're have we're excited here. We're talking so much nonsense or whatever. Um, before Ryan became a permanent part of the show, we had a gimmick called the Rotating Third, okay? I, I got the run-in music because we haven't used it since Ryan said, I would like to be in the show. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, he, he kind of, <laughs> Ryan shot a shot. Oh, I, killed and he, that. I, I killed that gimmick. <laughs> no, no, you didn't kill it, but we just, listen, you being part of the show, it just felt yeah. so well, bro. It was meant to happen, Ryan. It's just meant thank to be, I mean, okay? Listen. And you're, you're just a great guy, you know? I mean, thank you, man. Thank you. I try to be a great guy. So, and speaking of great guys, we're actually bringing the gimmick back, the rotating fourth, yeah. and he's a very big friend of the show, and he's a great guy, okay? Listen, you call him the dream maker, okay? Yeah. You call him the king of draw style, yeah. all right? He's the man behind DM'd up, DM'd up. Dream Match Wrestling, our boy, Mr. Dream. Big pop, baby. What up, what up, what up? Big pop, baby. Big pop. Turn your camera on. Show your face. There you go. There you go. Mr. Dream. Talk about the gun Not quite the CM Punk pop, but... (laughs) (laughs) It may have moved the needle just a bit. Just a bit, just a bit. Mr. Dream, bro. My guy, Dream. How are you, brother? Good, and you, man? I'm, 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 you know, I'm glad that you're back on the show. It's been a while. We've been trying to make this happen. The first time that you're, you're, you're meeting our double Ryan Radar. What's up? Yes, bro. I, I, bro, I've been sending you DMs yeah. about every time I pass Tropicana Field. I'm like, yo, send this to Ryan because I hate this building just as much as he does. They can't even care to like scrub the top of that roof <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> the birds oh, don't boy, even want to shit on it anymore. Let's bring it. Listen, gotta gotta love shitting on Tropicana Field. Uh, I this, listen. Is, this is like that that gif or the gif. Like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dream, how are you though? Good man, I'm doing good. Can't complain. All right, let's get into it, guys. We're gonna talk about some of the stuff that you are working on uh, later on in the show, but yo, let's get into it, guys. CM Punk. After seven long years, after seven long years and all these different promotions, hearing that CM Punk chant, he made his return Friday night, AEW Rampage. And when you talk about a pop, I think it's safe to say we're going to rename the Road Warrior pop to the CM Punk pop. Mm -hmm. Because that pop in the United Center in Chicago was next level. And for all the people that were saying, (laughs) CM Punk is not going to show up in AEW. According to no? All right. <laughs> oh, it's just a troll. <laughs> Man, do I got to give you one of these? All right. A big one. Give it to them. Congratulations. You played yourself. For all the people that was talking so much garbage about CM Punk over the years and now trying to jump on that CM Punk hype train, oh. I got you one of these too. Congratulations. You played yourself. For all those ex cops. No, wait. We're not doing that. Listen, <laughs> talking about CM Punk right now, talking about CM Punk right now, I'm already getting goosebumps. Yeah. I had goosebumps. The second I heard, the second I heard the CM Punk chant, and when you heard the, 
cult of personality come you hear that booming that crowd was so loud you could barely hear the song and seeing CM Punk come out his facial reaction mm. the excitement he had yeah him just crowd surfing for oh, that uh, for those, did you for, see the security guard trying to like, yeah. pick him out like, come you on could, <laughs> you could tell how much that moment no, meant to him get out. Get out. We'll it was see. such a it was such an amazing moment. Everything he said in his promo was stuff that we all knew about. It was yes. public knowledge or whatever. But the fact that he addressed the crowd and how can even if you're not a punk guy, even if you're not a CM Punk fan, how can you not feel that? How can you not say he doesn't move the needle? Like, come on, like the dude. You know, he broke two websites: Pro Wrestling Tees and yeah. Shop AEW. Like. Yeah. This guy does move the needle, and I am well aware from people that live in Chicago that have said they have not gotten this type of feel, vibe, all right, since the Chicago Bulls were winning back-to-back championships. This is the power this one person has. Listen, this is professional wrestling. It was such a beautiful, great moment. Uh, Like I said, I'm getting chills just talking about it now. Um, I'm so happy for CM Punk. I love this guy so much, and I'm happy for him that he's back in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, Let's start with Dream, then we'll go to Ryan, then we'll talk to Leo. Uh, Dream, how do you feel about CM Punk making his return? Dude, I mean, I have to be excited. How can you not be excited, you know? Uh, For anyone that wants to pretend like he didn't mean anything, like you're eating shit like you for real you do know who he is you know what he brought to the table maybe he's not the you know the the he doesn't look like your favorite wrestler he doesn't act like your favorite wrestler but you cannot say you have not watched that pipe bomb at least 10 times in your in your life or you more, haven't enjoyed or more. His, his yeah. stuff more or more that. you know you had you know you're lying. You're totally lying. And if you're taking the time to troll people and tell them, don't keep your hopes up about punk, you yourself know that he made an impact. Because if you're taking time out of your day to try to let everybody else down or, or, or tell everybody else be negative about punk coming on, then you're taking the effort into punk too, because he yeah. is a big deal. Yes, he is. Ryan. Surreal, man. I mean, uh, holy shit. Like, this breathe, is a, Ryan, breathe. a top five moment in wrestling history for me. Like this was the moment. This was everything we thought it would be, right? Yep. Like if CM Punk was ever going to return to wrestling, this is what we all envisioned, I think. And it, it just could not have played out any better. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I was a little skeptical of them starting the show with him, but then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? If he comes out at the end, the whole entire mm-hmm. show, people are just going to be chanting his name. Yeah. Nobody's going to be able to focus on the on the stuff that's going on in the ring. And even me watching at home, I wouldn't even be able to focus because I'm just waiting for CM Punk at this point, right? And people have waited this long. Don't hold it until 10.55 when the show is about to go off the air. Kick it off with a bang, and that's exactly what they did. Just like everything was perfect. He got so much time on the microphone to explain himself. I'm glad he did. I'm glad it wasn't just like an appearance of him there and uh, you know the show going off the air or something like that. Like, I'm glad we got a promo from him and everything. It set up the match with Darby Allen for All Out, which was awesome. Just to see the emotion and the joy in his face, it looked like he fell back in love with professional wrestling all over again. Yep. And like you said, Mario, it was just absolutely beautiful. Uh, shout out to my boys who live in Chicago. They were the ones that caught CM Punk in the crowd when he was crowd surfing. <laughs> nice. My, my, my friend sent really? me a video. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, where's uh, my, the video? Shout out, where's Mike, the video, Tommy, bro? And Ryan, 
awesome, awesome dudes. And they were in the best position to catch this man. And they're a part of this moment forever now. Like this is always going to be, you know, a part of the history. And um, like I said, just so freaking cool, man. Uh, this guy is one of my ultimate favorites yep. and I could not be happier to see him back uh, nice. in wrestling. It's, it's like you said, just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Wrestling is the best when you, when it makes you feel something. And like you said, whoever did not feel anything during this, you either have no soul oh, or point. pro wrestling <laughs> is just not for you. <laughs> go, go watch golf. Um, so uh, we teased it in the beginning that Leo what? was actually up. I was up for this moment and I he messaged up. me and Leo, yes, you are very lucky. Yes. That I was home watching Rampage. Because yes. if you would have no, sent no, no. me that message, no, 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 because I, I asked you cut the biggest <laughs> no, 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 no. on you I on asked this you. show. I said, Are you watching? Right. And <laughs> I didn't say anything else after right, that. Right. And I waited for you to answer. Right, right. You did it the right way. You did it the right way. Of course. But Leo, you stayed up and watched it. So so back, I mean, back in my day. So know? Leo, <laughs> talk about talk about it for you, because you normally right. either watch shit on delay. Yes. Or you watch it like kind of like a, a fast version yeah, of yeah, like I, uh, I don't have time for fucking roll for three hours. But Leo, you stayed up yeah. to watch this. So check this out. So before I go into that, I want to say what's up to all the people that are here with us, like Jamie Salmons, like uh, Jessica Hoffman. By the way, uh, guys, you're gonna like this. Uh, Troy Smith, what's up? Um, Brian Sendik says Slapicana. So I don't know. We'll go back. Oh, Slapicana Field. Slapicana. <laughs> uh, and before I say my take, I'm gonna read what the people are saying. Brian is saying pro wrestling isn't for you anymore if you watched that punk return and didn't feel any goosebumps it didn't yes! get any better than that moment one of the best in history uh and jamie Simons is saying even if you don't like punk you have to be happy for what he is doing for pro wrestling okay so now my take on it um production wise it was awesome that they didn't say a word that they did not say a single word that they just let the the intro stop and they let the fans start chanting. And the more you had silence in, in, in production-wise, the louder that chant got. That crowd did not stop saying his name until yeah. he started talking. And then at points during his promo, they were chanting yeah. his name again. But that's what I'm saying. Like Even before his music hit, right? And, and I think like with, with music or with the storyline, you need a climax, right? The climax was right before they were chanting his name and the music hit. Me personally, yes, I stayed up like, oh, no, man. But I literally was like, oh, sh shit, right? So loud that my kids were like, oh, what happened? Dude, CM Punk. Like, you, you could talk about it. You can, there's rumors that this and that. But unless you see that, what we're looking up on the screen right now, unless you see him inside a ring, you can't believe it. It's just like, you know, with, with this whole uh, soccer stuff and this guy going to here, this guy going to there. I don't believe it until I see the guy with the shirt on the field. Right. You know what I mean? Because there's so many rumors. There's so many Photoshop. Production-wise, it was awesome. The, the other thing that I liked production-wise is that they didn't have him face off with Darby Allen. They Man, had them away from each other. Me, me and Dream were talking about this. And how it played out is kind of what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Have Darby and Sting up in the rafters watching the whole CM Punk situation yeah. uh, happening in, in mm -hmm. the ring. And even even that moment, even that little mm -hmm. interaction without Darby and Sting saying much, that was a moment in itself. You didn't get goosebumps just looking at Sting up there? Yeah. And looking at Punk down here? And, and like Punk <laughs> acknowledging Sting too? It, it, it The whole thing, how it played out, was just so perfect. And... and while Rampage, the rest of Rampage was a good show. Like, there was mm -hmm. nothing bad on there. But 
you know, I was on such a high, and and I'll ask Dream and Ryan the same question. I was on such a high from the yeah. Punk return. It was very hard for me to like focus back on no. the show. It was very hard, and you can't and you can't blame the audience for that because mm -hmm. this moment, right? Punk didn't just steal the weekend. You can make the argument he stole the year or the decade with him returning. Uh, Ryan, uh, how did you feel about the rest of the show? Was it hard for you to kind of get back invested into the show? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was on my phone. I was uh, texting my friends. I was social media. I really did not pay attention to the matches itself, to be honest with you. I mean, of course, I had it on. I, I know, you know, I know the results and stuff like that. But even like people in the arena too. Like I said, my boys that were there. Um, they left after that to wait on the line to to buy the new CM Punk I was there shirt. They said there was like like half the arena was waiting on line there. So I don't even it, it's think a, a it's lot a of great shirt. The, it's a great it shirt. Is, it is. Oh, it is. It, it's a great. It is. I don't even think people that were in the arena even paid attention too much about what was going on there. Because and but you know what? Like I said before, that was the fear. It's either we hold off until the end so that everybody can watch the show, but at the same time, people are not really into it because they're just waiting for punk and maybe chanting his name and, and taking over the show. And then it's unfair to the town in the ring. But at the same time, then you open up the show so people can concentrate. Well, nobody's going to concentrate because yeah. how could you with what you just saw? So yeah, everybody that was um, wrestling after they were kind of put in, a, in a, a bad situation, but I mean, I think the crowd was still hot for them and you know, the rest of the show was what it was to be honest with you. Um, but everybody tuned in to see punk and that was the main, main thing. Um, one of my buddies, me and him, were going to add uh, back and forth before the Punk debut. He said, do you think the pop for him is going to be uh, more insane here or at Money in the Bank 2011? And I think this yeah. pop yeah. exceeded yeah. that immensely. And, and listen, it, there, there's so many big pops. Not in. Let's just remove Punk from the equation here. There's been so many big pops. Uh you know, that we've gotten over the years or whatever, even, you know, going back to last night with, with Becky returning and then Brock Lesnar returning too. that those were huge pops too. Even edges entrance, huge pop. Also edge returning oh, at the Royal rumble a couple of years ago. What was it two years ago? And at the Royal rumble, that yeah. was a huge pop. So there's been other great pops as well, but I just feel like there was so much meaning behind this one. Cause we haven't mm -hmm. seen punk associated with wrestling and not including his backstage stuff in front of a live audience. And so fucking long, like, I, you know, a, a lot of people were making fun of the kid that was the dude that was crying yeah, or whatever. Fuck them. Um, you know what? I, well, yeah, we could laugh at it, but like he felt it. He felt that emotion. You know what I'm saying? And you want to talk about great guys, Tommy Dreamer. Fucking, yeah. we don't deserve a guy no, like Tommy Dreamer at all. Cause that dude is, he's still on the hunt for this dude. He's yeah. going to get this guy bound for glory tickets in Vegas. And he also wants to set up a CM Punk meet and greet for the guy. Homie. We had goosebumps at home, and, I, and I'm yes. talking for, for the for the three of us, the four of us. We had goosebumps at home. I'm telling you right now, if my old ass would have been sitting there, I would have been crying too, because I want tickets. No, but I, I would have no for real. I would have been crying because you know what? It's emotion, and if you don't feel something, and again, I think Ryan said it, you have to feel something, right? That's ultimately what it is. You have to hate the bad guy, you have to like the good right. guy, you have to root for the underdog, and you got to get mad at the big guy. Right? You know what I mean, that's literally what wrestling is. When you break it down, that's what it's supposed to be. And wrestling and, can be so simple, but there's people in this industry that make bro, it very complicated. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this right now, and this is the perfect analogy. Pizza is the easiest thing to make, but it's the easiest thing to fuck up. Oh, absolutely. Wrestling is the easiest thing to do, 
and is the easiest thing to fuck up. Dream, was it hard for you to kind of put that on a t-shirt? Get connected back <laughs> to the show, or you know what? I'll take it a step further. With punk, with punk's return, was it just hard to focus on anything else? Were you still like on that punk high? Yeah, dude. Um, the only reason I stayed on is to see if they had like a backstage segment where he ran into somebody, or if he came back as a run-in later on in the show, which. At the end of the show with Darby coming out, everyone was chanting his name again, thinking yeah. that he possibly would come out. So that's the only reason I, I stayed tuned in. But uh, yeah. I was basically on my phone just looking at him trending, looking at everybody's posts. And I, yep. I, I didn't have enough. And it's uh, that's the difference. You know, we are talking about pops from the past, the pops that we have had. All those pops and no disrespect to any of those talents, no disrespect to any of those reactions. They've all been pops of like, oh, wow, he's back. Oh, wow, I can't believe this person is here. Punk was emotion. It was, holy shit, we missed you. We missed the fuck out of you. I'm so happy you're fucking back. Like genuine care and love for this guy. Not just, mm -hmm. you know, oh, you know, so my favorite wrestler is back. No, this is like, dude. I know your journey. I know everything you've gone through. Well, I've been wanting you back for so long. And it was almost like a save us moment from those fans. Like, <laughs> you know? Um, so another thing that I really enjoyed about the CM Punk return and while everything that he did in the ring and what we saw on TV was incredible, whatever, was all the love he got from his peers and online. Yeah, we man. saw wrestlers that he wrestled with from in WWE, like guys like Mark Henry and guys that he worked with like Taz in WWE. But we also saw like the new generation of, of talent that, you know, they're getting their spotlight in AEW, like Layla Hirsch and Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker also like taking pictures with Punk or whatever. And and even Tony Schiavone kind of like, you know, I feel I feel like he does mean it, but also does it to troll the audience. Um, you know, like the fan base saying, like, this is the greatest moment in pro wrestling history, in the history of this great <laughs> sport. Like, yeah. you know, there's so much excitement, you know, even from the talent. Like, you know, let's remove the wrestling fans from, from out of here. Because obviously, especially in Chicago, everyone's going to pop, all right? We, we all popped, right? Because we're all seeing punk fans here. But even the talent backstage, they seem so fucking happy that Punk has returned, and just like what uh, Punk said in his promo, August of 2005, he left pro wrestling. August of 2021, he comes back to pro wrestling. I like that he didn't, like, bash the WWE. No, he didn't. He just went right. straight like, look, this is the day I left. This is the day I got back to, to wrestling. Um, and it was funny because, uh, again, my wife was watching. She doesn't watch wrestling as much as we do, but she was like, what did he mean by that? I was like, babe. You know they're not wrestlers in the WWE. They're sports, sports entertainers. entertainers. Yeah. You know they don't. They don't they're they don't, superstars. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> they don't go for the belt. They go for the championship. You know. <laughs> but this is he so. He didn't say good. anything that WWE yeah. hasn't said about themselves. Right. Yeah. Already. And yeah. and Dream did and Dream did because uh, me and Dream talk all the time, whether it's about wrestling or just um you know stuff about life. And we were kind of talking about like how this was gonna plan out on Rampage with CM Punk mm -hmm. returning or whatever and. You had mentioned something, Dream, about like, yo, he should say something about Roman Reigns. And I was like, you know what? He shouldn't say anything no. or try to even tease anything because that would be, yeah. in theory, acknowledging Roman. Yeah. Why even acknowledge yeah. Roman? You see right. what I did there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're right. You know, I had a lot of ideas. Of, I had a lot of, like, I was fantasizing all day of how different scenarios of punk would come out. And it just, it was perfect. Like, there was no other way that it could happen other than the way that it did. 
Ryan, how did you feel of seeing like all these talent kind of like praising Punk and just seeing all the emotion? Whether there were pictures of like kind of candid pictures of him like handshakes and hugging um, like former his former coworkers, or like you see like all these new young you know fresh talent just taking pictures with him like in excitement, like hey, I'm I'm hanging out with CM Punk as a fan, Ryan. How did you feel about seeing that? Because for me, I thought it's just beautiful seeing shit like this. Like man, even the talent is just excited. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it, it even you see on Twitter too. A lot of people from WWE were were tweeting about it. I mean, not not saying it out directly, but you know, a couple of people like uh, Keith Lee, uh, MVP, Tommaso Ciampa. It's yep. on screen right you know, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, that tweet right now. Pro wrestling is wild. I love it. You know, I mean, like it's just like obviously that's about the CM Punk thing. Um, yeah, Omas. I mean, like like I said, everybody was was tweeting about it, and yeah, backstage. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen to the press conference that uh, the media. Yeah, I've read the I've read the notes. I read the cliff notes. Yep. Yeah, uh, and I love how he says, you know, I didn't make them construct this fugazi type of thing where they drove me in and they hid me in the United Center. Like, no, I walked through the door like a human being, and I I greeted everybody. I talked to everybody. And <laughs> I walked through sure. the door like a regular piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This was like a, a probably like a meet and greet for him backstage. I mean, God, the amount of people that probably asked this guy for pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, because most of these people probably haven't even met CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, you know, I'm sure a lot of them looked up to him. So this has got to be like one of the coolest moments. And that's one of the cool things, too, about Punk being in AEW. Now, he, well, he even said this himself. He can give back. So he could be back there and he could, he could be just a valuable piece for these young guys, like a Jungle Boy, like a Darby Allin. Mm-hmm. Um, like a Willie Hobbs, like a Ricky Starks, like all the guys that he mentioned that he wants to work with, he could be so valuable to them, helping them backstage. Uh, he's one of the vets now uh, back yeah. there, along with guys yeah. like, you know, Chris Jericho that we got. Yeah, John um, Moxley. You know, Mox, uh, Paul White, Big Show. I mean, it just, it's so cool, man. Like, it's so cool to see him there. It's the perfect spot for him. I always said, too, and I think a lot of people said, too, like, if CM Punk's ever going to come back to pro wrestling, like, this AEW has got to be where it's at. Um, you know, this is just, like I said, it was the whole thing was so surreal and so cool uh, to see. And also shout out to, to Punk, too, for putting over Britt Baker in yep. his promo. Yep. Yeah, the first yeah, that was cool. words yep. that came out of his mouth <laughs> were putting over a talent in the company. I mean, that's just he gets it, man. Yeah, he, he gets, gets it. it. Like, it's just it was perfect. Uh, Brian Sendek is saying, I'm not afraid to say it. I shed a tear when Punk came out. It was emotional as hell. It was emotional. But you know what? And, and let, let's. Take a moment and just look at that promo that he did, right? You know that wasn't scripted. Oh, absolutely You not. know that was wasn't off the cuff. Written. He felt it. He had, that, a, he had a feel the crowd okay. he said in his promo. But did you notice how different that promo was? Because, again, Punk, what do you have to do? You have to come out to the ring. You have to say that you're back or whatever, you know, whatever, fill in, and then just sell that you're going to fight Darby Allin at All Out. That's all he knew mm-hmm. going into it. Mm-hmm. So he, he – because if you overproduce that entrance – you're going to rush him to the ring. You're going to rush him into the ring. You're going to rush him into the camp. Dude, he took his sweet time. He came in. He felt the love from the Organic. people. He was about to cry. I don't know if yep. you guys caught that, yep. too. Yep. When he got on his knees, he took his sweet time to be able to acknowledge and enjoy that moment. It was, like you said, organic, but even the timing of it. That's how you build, you know, the, the again, the promo. He sold you on All Out. You know, and that's and that's all you needed to do. Sometimes you have the these promos that take 25, 30 minutes that don't say anything. The graphic that AEW posted on all their social media and their website of 
Darby Allen and the CM Punk, you know, like the, yeah. the visual, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is one of the matches. It's so surreal to me. Like, wow, man, like Punk is back. Yeah. And kind of going back to like everyone, you know, like greeting him and saying so much positive things about Punk, man, the genuine smiles on their faces, like Thunder Rosa just smiling ear to ear. And even for me as a viewer, right, watching this Friday, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've been having a rough couple of months and stuff. And man, I don't remember smiling like that during his yeah. entrance and his segment. And I don't know how long I haven't smiled like that. I legit had goosebumps. Um, my hairs were like, you know, like I felt that every time I watched, I even showed my mother the, the, the next day. Um, cause she, she knew, who, uh, she knew who CM Punk was or whatever. And I, sh- I showed her the whole thing yeah. and she was just like, wow, he, he looks so happy. And I kind of had to explain to her why he left the business to begin with or whatever. And you know what? You could be passionate. You could be in love with something so much, but if it's a toxic environment that kills your passion. And that's something that we all knew about. This ain't new information. Yeah. This is all, you know, so the people that are going like, oh, I'm glad that CM Punk explained. This is all old information. This is public knowledge. We didn't he's discover the real people. We didn't discover it. We, this is all public <laughs> knowledge. This is stuff that he's been saying for years, except yeah. this time he actually addressed it in front of a live crowd. Dude, the New York Post put it on their, on their, on their newspaper. They literally put CM Punk returns to pro wrestling at AEW Rampage. I'm back. It's... Listen, man. It, it, it happens it, to fans too. You know, we we get sick of the yep. product as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, for a long time, uh, before 2011, I was out of pro wrestling between 2005, I would say, to 2011. I wasn't really watching. I I I didn't even like it anymore, or I, at least I felt I was telling myself I didn't like it anymore. And when CM Punk dropped that pipe bomb, I started watching again, yes. and and I, I watched all the way through to SummerSlam, and I continued watching after that. And I can say that Punk got me back into pro wrestling. That's crazy. <clears throat> so, awesome. speaking of CM Punk, so we know what we're getting at all out. CM Punk, Darby Allen. I mean, you can make the argument this should kind of be the main event of the show. All right, um, I think it's gonna be. Yeah. I, I I strongly believe CM Punk is going to go over it, and I don't think it's going to kill or hurt Darby whatsoever. I think it's going to elevate Darby, if anything, because they're going to put on a competitive match. But let's um, move aside from this Punk and Darby Allen match. Do we and- have to? No, because we're still going to talk about <laughs> CM Punk. The future, there's so many different ways that we could book CM Punk here. Like, how many matches can we get here? You know, oh obviously the big one is Kenny Omega, right? Kenny Omega. Yep. Yeah. Um, Imagine like a real program between a guy like Punk and, and John Marco Ma- Stunt. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no! 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 Listen, I love Marco. I love Marco, but that's not what we're gonna see here. Okay. Sorry. But like a guy like CM Punk and Jungle Boy, CM Punk, Sammy Guevara. Um, the Malachi list goes. Black. Malachi what? Black. Imagine both of them sitting across from each other, like in yeah. Indian style position. Like how? Like imagine Punk is just cutting a promo from I don't know for something. The lights go dark. When the lights come back on, you see Malachi Black just facing him, sitting down in the same position. Like you know, the list goes on and on with these different names. Ryan, we'll start with you. What? Um, and I know there's a bunch, and there's and there's still guys that are rumored to to appear on AW somewhere down the line or or whatever, but. What's one right now that you, that's just like, wow, this is what I want to see? It's the obvious one, man. It's Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kenny Omega is my favorite wrestler. 
right now currently. CM Punk, my favorite wrestler from the past, you know, however many years up until, you know, he left and then kind of like he was still one of my favorites. But like, how could I say, oh, my favorite wrestler is CM Punk when he's not even in wrestling? Anymore, right, you know? right, right, right. So no, like, I that's, agree. That's like my my dream match. But also another one, too, is Jungle Boy. Listen, I'm a huge Jungle Boy guy. I, I just love this kid, man. Like huge, huge fan. I think he is fantastic for how young he is. He's literally hasn't had one bad match. He's he's worked great with literally everybody. Yep. Um, so that's another one. And then Sammy Guevara, man. I, I mean, that those three right there are the ones I'm looking forward to the most. But then, like he said it himself, like people that I wasn't even thinking of, like Ricky Starks mm-hmm. and CM Punk. Like, man, that that's I'm looking forward to that down the line. Even he said Brian Pillman Jr. Okay, sure, that could be cool. Uh, Willie Hobbs, man. Like you said, the list just goes on and on. There's so many guys that has literally never even been in the ring with this guy. Look, listen, also, Punk too. Punk and also, Warlow, like we saw what, what? Punk could do with Lesnar. Yeah. Imagine what he could I mean, do with hey, Warlow. I don't even know why I'm I'm forgetting this. How about MJF? Yeah, CM Punk and MJF. I think that the promos between those two would be fantastic. You know what also, MJF would say to you right now for you forgetting MJF? What's wrong, pal? You don't like me? <laughs> yeah, in, in his snark. Yeah, I could totally what, see. What's it, wrong, too. buddy? You don't like Maxwell Come Jacob? On, buddy, Freeman? yeah, the buddy. Throwing the buddy there. Uh, also, too, I would love to see, and uh, I can't take credit for thinking of this idea. Shout out to Brian, uh, Royal Ramble Wrestling. Um, a tag team match: the Young Bucks against CM Punk and maybe Daniel Bryan. When he comes, you know, um, I would just love to see Punk and the Young Bucks. You know, yeah, because. He said it himself. He's never really been in the ring with them, so I think that'd be awesome. What was the what was the their tag team uh, name that Punk and Brian had that for the quick? Was it the the what was it the beard and the best in the world? It was something like that? It was a beard and the, I forgot what I was the remember. name. It, it was such a it was it was it was something I forget. Maybe it was the best in the beard, some shit like that. I think it was something like that. <laughs> I think it was the uh, best dream, in the beard. Dream. Uh, what's what's you know picking your brain on the possibilities of seeing Punk matchups? So many, bro. Uh, Ryan brought Because you are Dream Match Wrestling. You are. You know, <laughs> you go, yeah. this is your gimmick, so come on. <laughs> also, let me, let, yeah. me, let me, just to add on before you answer it, Punk also did say in that press conference, he's open, he's open for the Forbidden Door, too. So go, go yeah. ahead, Dream Match. Yeah, you stole my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, make uh, believe he didn't say anything. Go. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, first I want to address what Ryan said. Brian, Ryan brought up uh, Brian Pillman Jr., and months ago, CM Punk sent out a tweet when responding to somebody asking who would be dream matches from AEW that he would like to have. And he brought up Brian Pillman Jr. Within seconds, Brian Pillman contacted me. He's like, dude, can you do a dream match between me and, and, and CM Punk? And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. Wow. But that just shows the, the, the um, excitement for not just the fans, but for the, the actual wrestlers, you know? <laughs> Everyone's excited for him being back. But uh, to answer your question, man, uh, bro, there's a ton of dream matches. I'm thinking guys like Sammy Callahan. I'm thinking Kenta because Kenta already mm-hmm. even acknowledged it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ibushi, dude, uh, Tanahashi, Okada, you know, and then uh, and then we'll talk about AEW. Um, MJF would be a great one, you know. Their, their uh, promo battles are going to be Darby insane. Allen. Their promos yeah. back and forth between MJF yeah, and Yeah, you Paul. know what? As a matter of fact, I'm probably more excited for the promos that he'll have in AW against other talent and then wrestling with New Japan. That's I like that. I like that. I like the fact that Punk is open to do whatever. You know, he's like Tony Khan, whatever you want me to do, I'm doing it. Um, I think that's pretty cool. And it just goes to show you, like Punk said this like in a press conference. Whatever Tony wants me to do, I'll do it. Like, man, like how invested is yeah. this guy? Also, Dude, and uh, I told you 
Oh, sorry. Real no, quick. no, go, I, go ahead. I, to- I told you a long time ago on a DM that so many people in that roster, in the AEW roster, has either been influenced or some yeah. sort of way yep. by yep. CM Punk. Yep. Whether it's their in-ring style, where it's part of their gimmick. You know, Darby Allen is straight edge, just like CM Punk is. I'm not saying that 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 you know CM Punk had anything to do with it. Right. Obviously, that's all personal reasons. But even the way Malachi Black sits down, that's mm-hmm. CM Punk. You know. So yeah, there's a ton of dream matches from that. Uh, so many storylines that could be told from those things, like the Darby Allen thing, the MJF thing, uh, even Hangman Page, who's a at, he's the yeah, whole man. alcohol gimmick, you know, mm-hmm. you, can, you know. And then I'm excited for whenever, if ever, CM Punk turns heel. He doesn't need to at this point in his career. He's so loved. He, does, he he'll never really be heel again. But if he does it one more time, there's a whole other line of people that he can go against. One thing I wanted to add too, uh, to what you said about the whole Punk and Brian thing. The second I remember you made that 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 uh, that piece, I instantly DM you and I was like, "Where can I get this?" <laughs> <laughs> it was such a it was such a dope piece and everything that that Dream Match does. Like just just go just give him a follow at Dream Match Wrestling. Everything like I have so many shirts from this guy. I was saying it before we went um live on air. I still have shirts in the package that I haven't opened up because his pieces are just fucking amazing. But um, another thing I wanted to point out about Punk. And that little press conference he did with Tony Khan, another thing that he that really really like stood out to me on what he said was another big selling point for him coming to AEW was how respectful the talent and the company were about keeping what was going on with Brody Lee quiet. Yeah. And come on, man, like for for the people that says that 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 CM Punk is a piece of shit, no, he's not, bro. This guy has a heart. He's a fucking human being. He. He actually cares about shit like that. And, you know, kudos to AEW and that whole talent roster. Because when everything was happening with Brody Lee and we didn't know about it, they were quiet. Nobody stooged it off. Oh, Ryan, did, did, you, did you notice that? Did, you, did, you, uh, did that grab your attention about the Brody Lee stuff? Yeah, yeah. He was talking about how, you know, the, well, they were talking about how, um, you know, somebody asked if he was afraid that, you know, it would get leaked out or something like that. And, you know, they kept it under wraps really good. I mean, obviously everybody knew what was to be expected, but nobody, you know, leaked out anything. And he said, yeah, like the, the roster didn't do that for Brody Lee because it was none of their business. You know, nobody knew he was sick and nobody said anything. Uh, yeah, man, listen, anybody who says CM Punk is a piece of shit, like they don't know the guy, man. And I'm not saying I know the guy personally, but I've met him on numerous occasions. He's a great guy. Any nicer. He's a great guy. Dude, he's awesome. Like, and he said, he said in interviews too, you know, he's like, listen, if you show me respect, I'll show you respect. Yep. He, he said and it on I that podcast. That because there was, he told a story about how he was at a, a Blackhawks mm-hmm. hockey game once. And, you know, some dude from behind was like, yo, punk. No, let he me said, get a picture. hey, Phil. Or, yeah. <laughs> he was like, and, hey, and then, you know, Phil. Like, just said it randomly like that. And punk was like, hey, you, like, no, like, get out of here. You know, if you're going to talk to me like that, like, I'm yeah. a human being. Listen, like, that's the type of guy he is. You show him respect, he'll show you respect. Anybody who says he's a piece of shit, I mean, come on. Like like you said, and anybody who's who's upset or really, like, pissed off of, about how he left and hate him for those reasons, like, come on. Like, the guy was so, even though he, we didn't deserve any of this, like, he didn't need to go in the ring on he, Friday night and nope. explain mm-hmm. or, or apologize to us. But or he did. Like that. But he did. But he did, yeah. I mean, and it was so genuine and, and heartfelt. I mean, man, like... I was upset. Don't get me wrong. When he left, I was I was disappointed. But once he went on that Coca Banner podcast and said that he nearly died and talked about his staff infection and everything like that, I mean, I was just like, I understand fully. Like, I don't no problem with this guy leaving. Like, of course, I'm gonna miss him. But like, 
no problem whatsoever. And it's just like anybody who does, man, it's just like, I mean, who are you, you know? I think I think what happens, uh, Ryan, and, and everybody's listening, uh, is that we become emotionally attached to something, but we don't actually look at the real picture, right? Like we were we were being like very um, what's the fucking word? Like we you just want it for yourself. Selfish. Um, selfish. There you go. Selfish. Yeah. Duh. Uh, we were being very <laughs> selfish. We wanted Punk in the ring, right? But do we really want him in the ring in the shape that he was in? Do we really want him in the ring for him having to deal with everything? What we forget 90% of the time is these are real people. They have good days. They have bad days. They have okay days. They have days where, like, you know what, fuck the world. They have days where, like, you know what, hey, I'm happy, right? But unfortunately, these guys are in the public eye, and we have them all the time. And by us being selfish and wanting punk on our screen, dude, the guy just took seven years Enjoyed his life. He got beat up a couple of times in UFC. But other than that, he had a good time. He enjoyed himself. He's rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. And just I could just imagine what he's going to do in the ring now. Yep. Because he already had a good system in place. Now, he doesn't have to do the WWE style anymore. Now he can switch it up. Now he could try different styles. Because, again, and, and not to shit on WWE, but what AEW allows him to do is to try things out. You think Darby Allen going to WWE and trying to do that 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 drop that he does from the top? No! They let him do it once. No! Once he'll be able to do no! it. And that's about it, you know? But, again, to, to all the stuff that's coming up now, I think somebody put it on, on a thing. It's, it's a good weekend, right? It's a good weekend. So <laughs> we're, we're talking very positive about the scene. And the, for the... I'll say 99% of all the CM Punk st- stuff is positive. We're happy. We're excited or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Let's talk about it, guys. Let's address the elephant in the room. Oh, me? Sorry. And that is the relationship between Cabana and CM Punk. Funny yeah. note, Cabana was actually not in Chicago. He's actually at the gathering of the Juggalos that weekend. Did that happen by design? Was it, you know, purposely done this way? We don't know. Listen, the only time I was ever critical, besides the UFC stuff that Punk did, and it's not that Punk, I didn't agree with Punk going to UFC or whatever. It's like, I was more in the sense like, dude... Just, just, just hang it up, bro. Like, it's not working out for you. Yeah. Like, th- you're gonna, you could get like really injured. Like that, that was my stance on his UFC stuff yeah. or whatever. And we forget I, though, he got paid. Right? So no, he, he got paid. Fights, he did get but paid. He won at life. Right? <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely. And then uh, the only time I was critical with Punk was just like, man, the, the the whole Colt and CM Punk debacle. Even though we don't really know the logistics of it, it, it kind of hurts It hurts you as a wrestling fan because you know how they were. You know, they were best friends. And I actually, yesterday, uh, dur- during I was listening, I was doing some errands and stuff. I was actually, I went back and listened to that Coca Bana CM Punk podcast. And, you know, there, there's a lot of noteworthy things, you know, fast forward to, you know, seven years later on one, how WWE still has not changed whatsoever. But two, man, <laughs> I, it, it's sad to listen on how great of a relationship punk and colt had and now it's not I'm, I'm assuming unless they patch things up it's not there anymore as a wrestling fan i would love for them to be best friends again but do yeah. i see that happening no but i do hope what i do hope for is maybe they could slowly rebuild that relationship to, to the point where yeah. maybe they're civil or, or something that's what I'm, I'm hopeful and listen if if, if it's gonna happen right i feel like AEW can make this happen. Maybe slowly, you know, full circle. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we can even get like a Brett and Sean moment. Like we got a Raw like a couple 
uh, uh, a years ago. Maybe get something to that extent. I don't know. And this is all me fantasy booking here, but I do hope they could get to a better place if that makes any sense. Um, dream what? Because listen, Dream, you know, I remember us talking about Col- uh, doing a Patreon or whatever, and Dream was fully supportive with us. Like, hey, we should support this guy or whatever. And some fucking peckerhead that runs a wrestling page came at my guy, Dream, like, Oh, what do you mean? Uh, you're not. A, we're not real wrestling fans because we don't want to support Coca Banana. Like, yo, he can't. Col- look, he was just. He was just expressing like, hey, we should support Coca Banana here. <laughs> and Dream caught he, caught heat because of that. Like, what the fuck? Fuck that guy. Fuck that. But um, Dream, what what um what? How do you feel about you know now that Colt and Punk are working in the same company? You know, I we don't know for sure. I don't. At least I don't know if they've already patched things up and they just haven't made it public. You know, but uh, I really do hope that they've had a private moment in themselves or they will have a private moment where they can talk it out and hug it out out and hug it it out hug it out hug it out (laughs) exactly and then we get that moment in the ring i don't know if we're gonna get at milwaukee i doubt it i think a moment like that will probably be safe for chicago again yeah maybe we'll get at the end of all out i i don't know i don't know when we'll get it but i think we will or should get it Ryan, I hope they're both on board for it. Ryan, what's uh, what's your stance on the whole uh, Coca Banana CM Punk uh, situation? If there is a still a situation, I think they'll work it out, man. There I you mean, go, listen. power positivity, baby. Yeah, listen, <laughs> they're adults. They've been through so much. Uh, they have a lot of history together. This doesn't normally happen, where like they start off in the same company together. You know, at one point in Ring of Honor, and now they could both and their careers in the same place again, you know? I mean, like, this just doesn't happen like that. To get to work with your best friend again or, oh. or one best friend, I just feel like CM Punk is in a way better place now. Yep, He's genuinely happy with everything. I don't see why he would still hold a grudge on this. Um, I just feel like things will be patched up. Oh. I mean, you know... It, I hope so, bro. It, I hope so. They can't, they can't be backstage together all the time. And not acknowledge each other, not talk to each other, not run into each other. I just feel like even even if they don't become best friends again, they will be like you said, civil. I mean, it's it's just too much awkward tension backstage, right? And I'm sure a lot of other people would be awkward backstage around them too, yeah. knowing the the circumstances. So I think in that case, they're both going to patch it up. Whether it's Punk reaching out to him or Colt reaching out to him, I don't know. One way or another, though. They are, they will work it out. I, I, I hope like. so. And I really do. It, it, it was funny though that that I mean he wasn't in Chicago. He was not. at the gathering of the Juggalos. Like, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Like the the show that AEW's running at the freaking United, United Center. Center. Colt's not there. You would think he'd be there. And you know what? I mean, if you would have, if we, because um, how Rampage works, it's not just that hour show. They record shit for Dark Elevation and Dark. Right. right? You would right. think that at the United Center, Colt Cabana would have a match and get a big pop. I mean, listen, all, you know, too, in the press conference, um, somebody asked CM Punk, too, if, like, you know, he'll he'll get along with everybody backstage or whatever. And obviously, he was hinting at the Colt Cabana thing. And CM Punk said, uh, I I have no problems with anybody that was here backstage tonight. So, obviously, you know, I don't know if that was a shot right. at Colt or whatever. But, again, it's just, like, whatever happened, happened. Like, smooth it over. Like, get over it. I, like, You know what I would love? I know, Pete, we, we were uh, we were talking about with our, our buddy, uh, the Royal Ramble, Brian. We were saying how, you know, we would love to see CM Punk and Daniel Bryan in a tag match. Man, I do hope they could patch things up because I would love yeah. to see CM Punk and Colt Band in a tag match. So, it, if, it, if, you're good, uh, if you're a good promoter in wrestling, Right? This fucking kid's stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> if you're a good... I said one of the screws, bro. Not the nut. The screw. Anyway. Hey, Vincent. If, 
Congratulations. You played yourself. I just uh, hit the congratulations. If, you, if you're a good promoter, right, you will make that happen in the ring. They gave so yeah. much shit to McMahon when he did the whole Matt Hardy, Edge, and Lita thing. But it was good for business. Do the same thing. Even, even Let's say, okay, that they patch things up and they're fine. Keep it public that they hate each other. Keep it public that they don't talk to each other. Build a storyline against it. Because then, so you're done with Darby Allen, right? What do you have yeah. Punk do? You have him go for the title? It's too soon. You know what I mean? Have him do something with, with, uh, with his friend. Even if they're patched Listen. up, but do it on screen. Ryan, go. Listen, Tony Khan <laughs> brought CM Punk back to professional wrestling. Anything is he possible. Will bring CM Punk and Colt Cabana back together once again. Yeah. Yes. This guy's a magician. Yes. Yeah. Is he going to bring the check yes. out too? Listen, yes. we used to say for, for many years, we used to say in Hunter we trust. But now I'm changing it to Tony Khan we trust. Yeah. <laughs> in, in TK we trust, baby. Could I add something about that? Yeah, go With ahead. Go ahead. Colt. Uh, you know, we we could be uh, on the low key being worked about uh, CM Punk and, and Colt because something that I did notice with Colt, uh, he did something which was go on Instagram Live when he was at that gathering of the Juggalos mm -hmm. to let everybody no, know, quote unquote, let everybody know that he was not in Chicago, that he was somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, why would he let okay, right. I, I've never hey, seen him do that before. Hey, I never seen him go live. On he, no, he does go live before. a lot. He uh, oh, okay. He does. A, he used to do. So during quarantine. Maybe I just noticed it now. <laughs> <laughs> so Dorothy, I'm not keeping tabs on Coca Cola. <laughs> so okay, so okay, I'll, let me fill you guys. Kind of wrestling fans are so, you? So so so, <laughs> so during sure. quarantine or whatever, before the Janela Zone started getting like super white hot or whatever, I used to go on Coca Cola's lives because yo, this guy would go like on. Like, just on live with, like, random fans or whatever. And he used to be some of the most hilarious things on his lives. Like, he went on with, with our friend Teddy from The Rush Friends or whatever. And um, so I'll give you kind of cliff notes on how that interaction went or whatever. So uh, Coca Band was with Ethan so Page. Cool. And then Teddy got – they went with uh, Teddy live or whatever, right? And then they we're like, oh, Teddy. Well, hey, Teddy, nice to meet you. What are you, what are you doing? He's like, oh, just hanging out, just watching you live or whatever. So then Cole was like, you got any cool stuff or whatever? And – um. She's like, well, I got a, I got a collection of Funko Pops. Coca Bandit goes like, I don't give a shit about that. Show me something else. So he's like, I got a cat. She's like, oh, let me see the cat. So Teddy shows her cat, and this is Coca Bandit's reaction. Oh yeah, the cat. <laughs> he's, he's so and then he went alive with someone else with this kid and got the kid in trouble with his mom. I'm telling you, before the Janela Zone started getting white hot, his quarantine lives with random people were funny as fuck, dude. So yeah, Coca Mana, Coca Mana has gone live before. Like he doesn't do it like religiously, but, but he for has wrestling gone. shows. Yeah, but but for wrestling shows, okay. this is probably like the first time. Um, maybe for before the pandemic started, when he used to do like heavy like on the indie runs, he would go live from time to time. But it wouldn't. Obviously, that sold down because of the pandemic. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Who knew? News who, to me. Who? <laughs> what kind of wrestling fans are you? I knew about it. But I didn't know about it. <laughs> All right. Any any last uh, any last things we want to say about CM Punk besides the fact that we're fucking super excited on CM Punk? <laughs> it's good to be a wrestling. I have fan. to I have to I have to bring up something that my girl said because she's just as sarcastic as I am, or maybe even worse. Okay. When Punk came out, and Ryan said that some of his buddies were in that crowd of people that caught CM Punk. Right when CM Punk dove in, she she cracked me up because she just goes. Next week, breaking news, CM Punk gets COVID. Oh. 
No. So we, we know who to blame. No. <laughs> she put it out in the universe. Shout out to Sauce Killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was thinking that too, though, because like, like gosh, like COVID numbers are rising up, and here we go. Here's this guy just crowd surfing into a sea of people who probably have no deodorant on, don't take care of themselves, like just no, no care yeah, in the world. They were your friends, though. <laughs> yeah, no, no, those, those guys. Those yeah, guys not those guys. Those guys are not okay. those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's the other guys that were sitting around. Now. Listen, man, we gotta listen. I know these COVID numbers are are going up, man, but. If they fuck up my birthday for that Dynamite Queens, I'm going to fucking lose my fucking mind, bro. Yeah. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. This, this cannot listen, happen. Because listen, it's amazing how we just spent like half the show already talking about CM Punk and how pumped we are about CM Punk. Mm-hmm. We forget that Daniel Bryan is on the way too, man. Right. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And they have another signing. And they have something else coming up after Daniel Bryan. Well, he's not yeah. signed, yeah. but well, it's, it's I mean, speculated. But, it's speculated. But I'm saying. But you know what? And Okay. So... I don't want to come out negative saying this because it's not being me being negative because I'm super happy on Brian Danielson eventually showing up in AEW. I think it's going to be crazy, especially if it happens in Queens. And then there's other rumored people that are supposed to be popping in. But let's be real here. It's not going to be the impact of, of a CM Punk. No, 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 no. no. When it comes to it, this has made an impact in the business. I'm not saying those ain't going to be great moments and big moments, but this is impact. Impactful what CM Punk, uh, you know, him coming back to wrestling. Right. I mean, Daniel Bryan, we've seen, been re- he's been wrestling, he's been back for, for a while now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's not going to, it's still going to be crazy to see him of, jump of course, shit. Of course. I don't think anybody's ever expected that to happen. But yeah, CM Punk's hits different on every single level, no doubt. All right, dude. Um, let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, the Summer of Slam, SummerSlam. SummerSlam happened last night. Um, I went on record on IG saying, was it a great show? No, but it was a show. All right. It, it had its moments. I'm not going to sit here and say it was an awful show because it wasn't. But um, there was there were some moments and then there were some moments. Listen, um, we're going to we're going to break down this card because I think we, we could, you know, kind of go into detail with some of these matches like what the fuck. But you know what mind boggles me? Biggie wins money the bank. At the last pay per view or whatever, and now you have him on the pre show fighting Baron Corbin. What the fuck are you doing with him? What it, it makes no sense to me, Ryan. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with him. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. I, I listen. I I was expecting him kind of to cash in last night. I really was yeah, um, until they did the angle with with Bobby Lashley and, uh, and Goldberg, and I was like, okay, well, he's not. But you know, I thought there was there had to be a reason that they put the um, that as the pre-show match. I see. I didn't mind that being the pre-show match because I thought, okay, you know, he gets his briefcase back so that he cash in later on on the on the main show. That's what I thought. So I had no problem with that. Um, but the fact that he didn't, I don't know. I don't know when he's cashing in. Um, I don't know who he's cashing in on. I would assume it's got to be the WWE champion because I would hope that they're not stupid enough to take that belt off of Roman Reigns anytime mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought last night could have been. Uh, the perfect, you know, time because they could have had, I mean, listen, I didn't want this, but they could have had Goldberg beat Lashley or something like that, or they could have had like Bobby Lashley win, but then Goldberg spears him at the end or something like that. And he's still down. I mean, they could have done something. I think it would have been the perfect time now. I don't know when he cashes in because he's doing a whole lot of nothing right now in SmackDown. I mean, feuding with Baron Corbin tells you all you got to know about what Big E's up to these days. Dream, what do you think about Big E and after having such a great moment at Money in the Bank and now, He's at the pre-show, and kind of like what Ryan said, I kind of had a feeling too. Like, 
okay, maybe, <clears throat> maybe this guy's going to cash in and nada. You know something? Uh, I'm not really watching WWE. Go, However, lo, I watch SummerSlam. Good for you. Good for you. That makes four of us. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> good for you, bro. Dude, especially Raw. I, I stay up to date. I, I stay uh, aware of what's going on. But I watched SummerSlam last night because I knew I was going to be on this show. Like, I, I got to know what's going on. Uh, but Sorry yeah, we put you through that. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't no, terrible. It wasn't a terrible that. show. No, no, I wasn't. I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely questionable things. But uh, Ryan brought up a good point. I agree with everything he said. That I thought, you know, Biggie's on the pre-show because he's gonna come back later on. I thought mm-hmm. for sure, maybe not for sure, but I thought he'll cash in on either Lashley or even Roman. Um, although I also think that it's a bad time to take the title off of Roman right now, but um eventually they should start building a program, mm-hmm. uh, building somebody to beat Roman. Cause when you look at the landscape right now, other than the obvious superstars that are already built and they're pretty much legends at this point, I'm talking about Brock and John Cena and the rock. Uh, there's no one in the roster that's coming up that is believable to beat him. You know what I mean? We got the Adam Coles, but can you see him beating Roman? No, not even carrying cross the way they're booking him. So I thought that they would start building Biggie little by little uh, and eventually be the one to cash in on Roman, which would be a good story, but also him versus Lashley is a really good one too. Um, Leo, you any th- have any thoughts on Biggie? Uh, they have no idea what they're doing with him. They have no idea what they want to do with him. You think? <laughs> they just went ahead and, and put this briefcase on him because hey let's give him something to do i'll tell you what man biggie did get a big pop last night like, yeah uh, but big uh, pop. on the pre-show yeah that's you know a, what i mean it's unfortunate like if seth rollins when he had the money in the bank and all these other people when they had the money in the bank right that what they were on the later end of the show Listen, man, when Rollins had money in the bank, it meant something. It really, yeah, really meant Yeah, but that's something. what I'm saying. They, they just put it on him just to put it on him. They have no idea what the hell they're doing. <clears throat> What's going to happen is the same thing that happened with Baron Corbin. They don't know what to do with him. They don't know what to do with him. Uh, a week before the year is up, they have him lose the briefcase. Isn't that what they did with Baron Corbin? How long did he have the briefcase for? I think a month. But that's what I'm saying. You have no idea what to do with him. You just did it just to get that reaction from that show, but it's no long-term storytelling right they have no idea what they're doing with him especially if your money in the bank guy is on the pre-show Dali. all right we started the main show with rk bro randy orton bro. matt riddle against aj styles and almost for those tag titles I, I said it last week dude you know they give a lot of fucking tv time to matt riddle and whenever they move on from this randy Orton matt riddle story i think matt riddle could be the guy that could you know hold that world title maybe beat bobby lashley at some point uh, but this was a good feel moment. I, the match was what it was. Was what it was. I think it was that time to take those titles off of AJ's AJ and almost. Um, they were pretty much doing nothing with those titles or whatever. Listen, I, I love AJ Styles. I'm always happy to see him hold a, a championship. But at the same time, AJ Styles doesn't need to be part of the tag team. I, I think you know you don't have him that you don't have him much longer. You got to use AJ to his full potential. And I know some people were saying like, oh, maybe you're you're putting AJ in a tag team because you know you want to kind of uh so you won't have to be doing a lot of work or whatever do you see who he's tag teaming with he's gonna do all the work regardless or whatever so it's not you know to kind of like protect aj or whatever um but i am happy for randy orton and matt riddle i think it was time it was a great moment um what i loved about randy and matt riddle winning those tag titles after the match you could tell like matt uh 
Randy Orton really has a liking to Matt Riddle. Yeah. Because you could see like little coaching here and there. Like I remember when they were holding, the, uh, when they were at the Hard Camp, or whatever. Randy, old Randy Orton told Matt Riddle to hold on before they started posing. Like he gave him, he was like, and then he said now, and that's when they did the pose or whatever. So he's definitely coaching Matt Riddle, and I, and I love that. I love that, and this is Randy Orton we're talking about here. So for him to want to work with someone, he has to really want to, or whatever. So it goes to show you that he really likes Matt Riddle. Uh, Ryan, what you thought of the match, and what you think about RK Bro? I love RK Bro. I think they're tremendous together, and I'm so glad that they won the belts because it's the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, with really no tag teams right now, they had to pull the trigger on these two, and I'm looking forward to seeing their segments um, and everything that they do moving forward. You know, it was time to take the belts off AJ and Omos. Listen, their run was dreadful. I mean, obviously, right? Uh, and now let's hope that AJ Styles can move on and, and maybe go back to the top of the card because really, I mean, this is where that guy should be. I mean, yes. I don't know how much longer he's going to keep going, right? So, like, I just feel like he should finish on top. At least if it's going to be in WWE, finish on top, man. Listen. I mean, yeah, let's listen. Whether that happens <laughs> down the line or not, who knows? Um, but go. his WWE career should be finished with him on top yeah, in, in some absolutely. way. I mean, God, come on. Uh, but, yeah, RK Bro are tremendous together. The match was good. And let's listen, Matt Riddle is is one of Vince's favorites, you yeah. can tell. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a fan favorite of Vince McMahon, and that's always a good thing. So just keep pushing him up to the top of the card. You just <clears> love <throat> to see it, man. Like I I did not know what to expect with Matt Riddle on the main roster in WWE just because I don't know. Like I just don't really know if they'd push a guy like him. But um he's really had a solid run so far on the main roster. He's very entertaining. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy they won the belts and looking forward to seeing where where it goes because those two are very entertaining together. I want to see Randy Orton on a scooter. That's what I want to see next. Oh my god! <laughs> what? And, and in the backstage segment last night, Riddle said that he had a surprise for Orton on Monday. Oh yes. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm just saying. Uh, Dream. Pause. I'm sorry, and I let Dream go, but this is not. I'm pretty sure this is not what Dream's gonna say. My wife does not like the mustache on Randy Orton. Randy Orton looks very Spaniard with the yes, mustache. He, yes, looks he looks very Chavo Guerrero Jace. Yes, yes. <laughs> he, he just needs like the little Spanish music in the back. Go, Dream. Lo- uh, Dream, what what you, what you think of RK Bro and probably the potential future for AJ? Uh, well, I'm happy for Matt Riddle, and I'm, I I like I think that's the one of the only good things about Raw is that tag team. Yes. And the chemistry between them, and That's you know, the only Randy, good thing on Raw, <laughs> dude. And Brandy's such a pro, bro. He makes everything work, you know. And uh, you know, he can make people, and and he's making Matt Riddle right now. And hopefully, if they go into a feud, you know, he Rand, um, Riddle will go over making Riddle. You know, we'll see. But as far as AJ goes, I think he's just cruising right now. He's on autopilot. Uh, not saying that it's his fault or anything like that. I just don't think that WWE has anything for him. Or maybe even so, AJ himself is just like, you know what? I don't want to do anything with this company that's going to tie me in for a a couple more years for another contract. Let me write out my contract and I'll be done. Whether it's done with wrestling or moving on to somewhere else, who knows? But I don't think he, I don't think when I see him wrestle, he still wrestles great. But it doesn't seem like he has the same passion as where when he got to WWE, he, he wanted to prove something. He's probably still hurt that, you know, they, they just released they released his buddies last year, Gallows and Anderson. He probably still feels a certain type of way. Yeah. And I mean, he said it himself. He's not very happy with Paul. He doesn't like Paul. Uh, and that's probably a lot of other people in, the, in that backstage. He, you know, maybe feels betrayed or just knows that loyalty there is very thin. So 
I think he's just cruising till his contract is up. Oh man, and, it, and it's such a such a shame because, in and and yes, I'm gonna go back to CM Punk, but in this whole time of him leaving wrestling, going to MMA, seven years have gone by. From the time that he did his little pipe bomb thing, CM Punk, till now, there's a couple of gray hairs on his beard. You know what I mean? That is prime punk that we lost out on. And this is what we're getting with, with AJ Styles. I don't need him to phone it in. You know what I mean? There's so many good feuds that you can have with him. There's so many good matches that you can have with him. TNA was just him and a couple of other guys. That's all it was. And it was good matches that you were able to get from him. I remember watching, like actively watching TNA or Impact or whatever the hell you want to call it nowadays. But I remember watching it and saying, how can this guy do these moves? And it was AJ Styles. He was the reason why I would stay up on those Wednesdays watching those shows. He was the reason. Yeah, I knew Scott Hall. Yeah, I knew Jeff Jarrett. But he was the one that kept my eyes on that product. And now we're just phoning it in like... I saw the match. Yeah, I did see the match. I saw the match. Dude, it, and it's true. It's like he's just going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. And he's still, I mean? and even with him still going through the motions, he's still performing great. But you could tell maybe the passion isn't there anymore. And maybe, just maybe, the passion will return when he goes to All Elite one day. I'm still holding out hope for that. Oh, <laughs> When's oh, his contract up? <laughs> uh, I believe next year. And then we just need Samoa Joe. Oh, all right. Let's go. Uh, oh, God. I can't believe we're going to even mention this match. Dolly. Why is this woman even employed? Eva Who? fucking Marie. Why is she oh my on God, my that, TV? That was such a fucking waste of time. Listen, and you know what? I feel bad for Alexa Bliss because, you know, she she's trying here or whatever. Um, I feel like, you know, the, the character that she's playing now I feel like now it's it's gonna with Bray Wyatt getting released. I mean, this doesn't really help uh, Alexa Bliss's character in many ways. But man, uh, one thing I'll say: Alexa Bliss is super over, and nobody gives shit about Eva Marie. Nope. I don't know why. She, I don't know what they see in her because it's not like she could talk on the mic. Uh, she can't talk. She can't wrestle. She can't. She just. <laughs> she's just awful, dude. Why? Like, why is she on my TV? You fucking get rid of Ruby Riot, and you have this. Come on, man. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan, you, Ryan. Ryan, you look like you want to lose it right now. I mean, no, I don't. I, I don't even want to. I don't even have any effort to 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 talk about this match. I mean, it's the worst women's match probably the modern century. I mean, it, 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 it it's. I mean, God, she can't. She, um, Eva Marie, she can't run the ropes right. She can't even tie up right. She can't even listen, roll over no for a pin right. Oh, my God. Right, right. She was so clumsy. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I, who am I to talk, right? I've never leased a pair of boots. I've never run the ropes. Yeah, but, but, Christ, but you're not almighty, a wrestler. You're employed, you're employed by the biggest wrestling company in the freaking world. You're wrestling in front of 51,000 people in a, a huge stadium in Las Vegas on the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. I mean, God damn! I don't even. I don't even blame Eva Marie. I blame anybody who booked her in that in that spot. I mean, Christ, this was awful. This was just God awful, man. What a complete waste of time. It. I think the match went on for like three, four minutes. It should have went on for a minute and a half. I mean, God, how that was pathetic. Uh, yeah, it was three you. minutes and, and fifty seconds. So three minutes and fifteen or fifty seconds, whatever you said. Way too long. That's all I got to say. I think it took longer to put up the graphic that they put up on their on their social media page like to actually put it together than the actual match. Again, it's a, it's a waste of space. It's a waste of time. Right. And, and, and if you look at that whole card, at that whole card, there's only one match that you actually were going somewhere with. The rest of them were just... A, 
Jinder Mahal and, and, and the Scottish guy. Drew McIntyre. Same difference. Really the Scottish Nothing. guy? Nothing. <laughs> that's how much that's how much like like they damaged Drew. Like Leo doesn't even remember this dude's name. I'm surprised you didn't say Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs> Braveheart. That's his new name. Um but but again, like like even the title win from your cousin. Wait, right? wait, and wait, I know wait, I'm jumping jump, over. No, stop. No, no, stop, but listen, Leo, but out stop. of all of Let's them. Stop, but stop. out of all of them, which one actually had where you were going somewhere? Listen, there's only there's only three matches on this on this card that has some substance to it, and one of them we didn't get. Okay, but you had ten of them though, or ten or twelve of them. Dream, what you thought of? Uh, do you have any thoughts on this horse shit? <laughs> uh, all respect to Alexa, Alexa Bliss, but uh, I skipped this match. All right, this, good. this match took as long as my <laughs> bathroom break. Good for you. But I, I it was say too this, early though, in the show for a bathroom break for me. <laughs> let me say this though. Um, because Ryan mentioned, you know, she can't tie up, she can't run the ropes. You know, when it comes down to mechanics, even Hulk Hogan had trouble with those things. John Cena had trouble with some of those things. And they found other ways to make their in-ring performance work. You're right. Get over. So it's not an excuse. You know, if you're a poor athlete, find something else to do, you know. And it's also on WWE. Why is she there? And then, you know, another thing, my girl watches from time to time. And she's she was uh, she's a pretty big uh, Britt Baker fan, mm-hmm. and there's a few things that she really enjoys of women's wrestling, but when uh, she sees this girl, it's like she's she she it's almost like she gets PTSD from the times of like the Tory Wilsons and all the uh, things going on back then of the Attitude Era era with the pillow fights and the uh, the what was it called the. The hot the, lesbian the, action, the mud, the the mud, uh, whatever mud, mud wrestling, the all the different panties. gimmicks that they did with women. Mm-hmm. She sees her, and that's what she rethinks again. She's like, "Oh, they're going back to this." Yeah, that, you know. Hi, right, let's move on. Dale. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know, I really, really enjoy this match, and not because this guy's my cousin, Damian Priest, but <laughs> yo, you know what I got out of this match from Damian Priest and Sheamus for the United States Championship. The match was great. I thought Damian Priest's hair was terrible, but take you that. You like the blue hair? No, nah, I didn't like it. It looked too much of. Um, I felt like no. Damian Priest's hair looked like Awesome Kong back in the day. That's what I got. But my he looked like the Puerto Rican British bulldog to me. I just I, was, <laughs> I, I just wasn't into his hair. But nonetheless, I thought this match was really really good. And my biggest takeaway, while I'm happy for my cousin Damian Priest winning the United States Championship, my biggest takeaway from this match was. Yo, Sheamus is such an underrated worker, bro. Um, I feel like Sheamus doesn't get the credit he deserves. I don't think I've ever seen Sheamus in a bad match, whether that's singles matches or tag matches. Um, man, this match, I really enjoyed this match. And, you know, props to both guys. Uh, Ryan, what, what you thought of uh, my cousin Damian Priest's win and, and this match overall? It was good. It was good. Um, I like Damian Priest. I, I think he's, uh, I mean, you know, I, I've always been a good fan of his. Um, Ever since he was in Ring of Honor in NXT, though he kind of really didn't do much for me. But now, but being on the main roster, um, I'm enjoying him a lot more. I agree with you on the Sheamus point. I think the dude's a workhorse. The guy, uh, literally, is one of the best ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I understand why some people could see his character being boring and stale. I could totally get that. But in the ring, there's no denying he's one of the best uh, that we've ever seen. And I thought the match was really good, you know, yeah. uh, up at, well, up until this point, it was yeah. match of the night, which yep, I, yep. Mean, I, really, I agree. they didn't really have much to work with. Mm-hmm. Come on, you had the opener and then you had whatever the hell the second match was. Um, but yeah, I, it's a great title win for him. I expected that to happen. Sheamus's run was a complete dud. The only thing he really did was feud with 
um, Mansoor um, and, and Ali uh, and and, Humber- and Humberto Correa and Humberto, oh. yeah, every freaking week. Um, <laughs> listen, this was a much needed title change, yep. and I'm looking forward to seeing where Damian Priest goes. I think the guy, like you said, has he's got a lot of potential. Uh, dream. Yo, I, I, I like Damian Priest. I even liked him when he was Punishment, Punishment Martinez. Okay. I know he didn't do anything for you back oh, then. He was awful. But, for me, uh, but not, not a big Punishment Martinez guy. But Damian Priest, that's my guy right there. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that WWE is, is putting uh, stock on him and they're investing in him. Because when I, I, when I saw him in NXT, I thought, well, he's just going to be a throwaway. Um, Vince is going to see him as a um, Roman Reigns from Wish. <laughs> I don't want to do anything for him. <laughs> so I felt I felt I was worried for him, but no, oh, they're they're doing something with him. Um, I, probably the most significant thing he did since tagging with Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, hopes are high for him. So I'm I'm happy he got the W, and I hope they continue building him. I think I think him itself, what Bad Bunny, because if we go back to that match at WrestleMania. They wanted to take Damian Priest out of it. And he actually gave props to Bad Bunny for speaking up and saying, no, I want to work with this guy. So if it wasn't for Bad Bunny, then Damian Priest would have gotten lost in the shuffle. Probably. And, and now, but but again, that, that goes back to they have so much talent over at WWE. And you can't put a three-hour show together. Like, you're telling me all the talent that you have, all the writers that you have, all the people that you have, and you can't put a good three-hour show together. For us to talk about the wrestling week where you had Raw for three hours, you had NXT, how long is it doing now? Two hours. You had SmackDown for three. You had WrestleMania, I mean, uh, SummerSlam for three. You had over 10 hours worth of this, and you can put out two good matches throughout the whole week? Or That's what happens when lines? you have writers that call your champion Bobby Ashley. Yeah. Exactly. Or, yeah. No, I don't know who that is. Um, but that's what happens, man. And I and I think with Punishment Martinez, your cousin, um, I think he'll be good. Because you could have him go. Yeah, at the beginning you thought he was Roman Reigns from Wish. Uh, but at the end of the day, he has that Spanish, which Rey Mysterio is going to retire soon. Yeah, yeah, You need that Spanish market. Have him say a couple of mira mira words and he'll be fine. And you're going to get that Spanish market back. I didn't like the hair, though, because it looked a lot like uh, No Way Jose. Yeah, I, I wasn't into the hair at all. Um, but whatever, I'm happy for my cousin, Damian Priest. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if we got it after this match or we got it later on in the night, but it was completely random, but I, I fully support it. So we had uh, Rick Boogs just, you know, doing the introduction for Nakamura. I thought we were going to get, like, an impromptu match. But it was just a moment for Pat McAfee just to mark out with Nakamura. <laughs> Listen, man. Hell yeah. To me, Pat McAfee can't do anything wrong. I love this guy so much. And anytime I see Nakamura on my TV, even if he's doing absolutely nothing, just jamming out, I fully support it. I, I saw some people thought it was stupid. I have no complaints. I enjoyed it. I just enjoy seeing Pat McAfee mark out. I was yeah. entertained by it. <laughs> right? Pat, no, Pat's great. Pat's great. Pat was the highlight of that. I mean, I really, I mean, listen, I'm a, I'm a Nakamura guy myself, but um, yeah, I, I mean, it was pointless, to be honest. It was um, pointless. It was pointless. I, you know, I, I, it was funny. It was fun. It was cool to see Pat, uh, you know, going nuts. But I mean, really, like, I don't know why they do these things uh, just to do them. You know, like, like I, I don't just there's no point behind any of these like things that they oh, do. In between oh, oh, you mean having stuff. time just wasted and not putting time in a match? Is that what you're telling me, Ryan? Oh, that's what I'm dude. Li- listen, we're, we're going to get to uh, we're going to get to it. But, you know. All right. Uh, before we get to that. 
The Usos defended the tag titles against the Mysterious. This was no brainer. There was no way the Usos were going to drop the titles. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I I I like Rey Mysterio. I, I think Dominic is, has a lot of potential. He still has some a lot of work to do. Um, I will say that I did like the wink and the nod to the Heart Foundation with uh the Mysterious tights with the pink. If you look at it closely, take minus the yellow. I think the yellow ruins it. But the pink that they had on was definitely a a little wink to nod to the Heart Foundation. But yeah, the Usos winning no brainer here. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, we, we've seen this match, you know, 27 times already. So, uh, really, like I said, they're not too much for me. Um, yeah, listen, Usos win. No shocker, no surprise. Uh, you know, Rey Mysterio is another one where it's just like he's kind of just floating around. He's kind of just there. Um, I do enjoy, you know, seeing him and Dominic on screen. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's just really done nothing of relevance. And even now, uh, probably being out of the tag title picture, who knows what's going to happen with them? Dream, I don't want you to be biased here because you kind of sound like Rey Mysterio. But what do you think about <laughs> what do you what do you think of um what do you think of this Mysterios and Usos match? I, it's a no brainer that the Usos were going to go over. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. I don't think that Ray and his son are going to do anything else other than what they've already done. And I'm more interested in seeing where Dominic goes from here. And I hope Dominic's getting a lot of work in. Like, I don't know if they're doing house shows. Yeah, they uh, are. They're back doing house. I, I, I don't know who's going of, to them, but yes, they're doing house. Yeah, shows. <laughs> I hope he's doing a lot of house shows. I, I hope he's getting a lot of practice because um, this. I don't see him doing this gimmick forever. I don't think he's going to be Rey Mysterio's son forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I, you know, he eventually has to build a character and be known as something else. Uh, or be his own guy. The so. heel turn of the sense. Dominic turns on Rey Mysterio and then goes by Dominic Guerrero. Yeah, dude, that would, that would be cool. I mean, if if uh, the girls weren't so prominently in AEW, mm -hmm. he could have brought Chavo back and like, mm -hmm. hey, officially adopt me back into the <laughs> Corral family. All right, guys, the the moment we're all waiting for. So here, there was no official announcement made. Okay. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair was going to happen, all right? There's been rumors all week. They missed apparently some house shows last weekend, both Bianca and Sasha. Um, but no official announcement was made. You know, we were just getting rumors and speculation. This went under the radar by a lot of people. But earlier yesterday, Wrestling Inc. did report that Sasha Banks was off the show. WWE didn't announce that at all. All right. They kept promoting it to the point that Raj Geary was getting hate tweets. Oh, you're a piece of shit. Fake news. <laughs> when Bianca comes out, that's when they made the announcement. Now, a lot of people decided to give TNA, uh, Impact Wrestling a cup uh, last year when Kylie Ray was taken off the uh, off the show and they replaced her, I think, with Sue Young in, in against uh, Deanna Peraza or whatever. They were giving Impact Wrestling a lot of shit. Oh, how come you didn't? Uh, how come you still promote it or whatever? They were giving Impact Wrestling a lot of shit. And I feel like that situation was a little bit different from this one. In this case, you knew what the fuck was happening. You knew she wasn't going to be on the show. And what the fuck, man? Like, obviously, we had to get to the Becky part of it. But you still promoted it. All right? You promoted it. And then we out comes Carmella. Troll job by WWE. I was ready for that crowd. If that match would have happened, I was ready for that crowd to start chanting CM Punk. I was... <laughs> waiting for that and then I was watching it and I just kept on going like this oh and what happens Becky Lynch comes out big pop I was excited I love Becky Lynch I've always loved Becky Lynch and man does she look gorgeous <laughs> alright Becky Lynch comes out uh, she beats on Carmella 
she gets on the mic and says, why don't we turn, uh, you know, blow the roof off this place? You know, the bell rings. They have a face off, the uh, tease of a handshake. You know, you get a, a you know, a, I don't know if it was an elbow or a punch by Becky. Becky hits a rock bottom. One, two, three. And we have a new women's champion. And man, I feel like that was, that took the air off the fucking mm-hmm. uh, place. I, I feel like this did a lot of damage, not just to Becky, but I think you did damage to Bianca. You completely killed this girl. Which she didn't deserve whatsoever. Uh, you know, her title run, was it great? No, but I don't think it was bad. I think it was good at best. How do you bury your champion like that in seven fucking seconds? This, to me, was reactionary. And I know the WWE loyalist, loyalist the apologist, making excuses. Oh, well, maybe Becky wasn't ready to wrestle. Then why book her in this fucking match? Why put, her, put the title on her? There were so many different directions you could have went with this if Sasha was unable to to compete or whatever, which I'll get to that in a little bit. You know, you could have just had Zelina Vega and Carmella Mm -hmm. attack Bianca, and then we could set up a tag match. And then after the tag match, if, if, you know, Becky and Bianca, they could have a little face-off teasing a potential feud. But the fact that they just threw the title on Becky Lynch, to me, that's reactionary. And you... Not only do you hurt Becky, and most definitely you did Bianca dirty, but I think you even like hurt the fans to many to, to many ways. Because you, how do you do this to your champion? It makes no sense. This is completely different from WrestleMania, I think thirty two, when The Rock beat Eric Rowan in like three seconds or whatever, how many seconds? Yeah. This is completely different. You damaged your champion because that wasn't for the title. <laughs> unless be unless there's an injury that Bianca has that we do not know about, this is inexcusable. It's unacceptable and. I just think it's fucked up. It's fucked up whatsoever. This company, I, I, I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know who in their right mind thought this was a good idea. Uh, it it, it kind of took me out of the paper for the rest of the night. Like, I could not get over it. I could not get over it. I'm like, how do you do this to Bianca Belair? It's fucked up. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you, bro. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, I mean, well, let's start from the beginning. I mean, the fact that they knew for uh, several days that Sasha Banks wasn't going to be able to compete on this show. I mean, I was reading the rumor mill for days leading up to SummerSlam. You know, she's not going to be at SmackDown. She might be off the card, this and that. They literally keep promoting her all throughout SmackDown, even throughout the pay-per-view, right? The the, the pre-show, there's video packages and everything, Um, you know. Bianca gets in the ring and then out of nowhere, Sasha can't compete. Everybody's probably like, what? Why? Like uh, people who weren't aware, like, you know, I feel bad for the people that bought tickets. Now I know um, somebody that I know who was there. uh, She's a big Sasha Banks fan. She had Sasha Banks shirt on and everything. Like I genuinely felt bad um, when Sasha wasn't there to compete, but at least, you know, they made things right by bringing Becky Lynch out. Because like you said, at first, I really thought they were rolling with, with this uh, Bianca versus Carmella match. I mean, God almighty. <laughs> and then, you know, when Becky's music comes, I'm like, okay, well, they did right by the fans, I guess, you know. I mean, it's still inexcusable. So we thought. So we thought. <laughs> yeah. Still inexcusable to, to announce this at the last minute, but you gave them Becky Lynch. So, you know, I, I, nobody could really be disappointed about that. Right. Um, yeah. And then Becky gets in the ring and says, let's bro- blow the roof off this place. I'm, I'm thinking they're going to have a banger of a match. Yeah. Here, right? Like, I'm pumped. Like, they're both mo- highly motivated. You know, Bianca Belair, Belair has never faced Becky Lynch before. Um, Becky's first match back, you know, uh, in God knows how long. I feel like they were going to have a really, really good match. 
clearly they're saving that match for some other place other than the second biggest show of the year. And Becky, like you said, beats her in like, in like you know, seven seconds, which like you said, just buries Bianca, all the work that they put into Bianca to, to build this woman up. I mean, it just got to kill any bit of confidence that this, this woman had uh, just to put the belt back on Becky Lynch. And is it a reactionary move to, to CM Punk? I don't know. could be. Uh, but obviously they just did this just to do it. Um, I don't know. Like I'm sure Bianca will be fine. Cause I think a lot of times um, people throw out, Oh, she's dead. Oh, she's killed. Oh, she's buried this and that. And like, we've seen instances where like they come out of this just fine because literally they could, they could book her back up in a few weeks and she could be fine. But right now it ain't looking good. And like you said, it's just such a shame that this is how her title reign came to an end. And, and you said her title run wasn't so bad. I thought it was miserable. I mean, really, like, like, there was there anything, and this is not to her fault, but what was memorable about it? The who, Bailey who injury, face? the Bailey injury hurt her it title reign. It. it killed it. Yeah. You know, but again, like, that's, that's, this is also WWE's problem is that when somebody goes down like that, they don't have anybody else as backup because they don't build anybody up. All the women on SmackDown, they don't build anybody up to be credible, to be a next challenger. So that if somebody does get injured, boom, you could throw somebody like, just say if, if they built Carmella up to be this dominant force, right? Then you insert Carmella into there. No, she was doing a whole lot of nothing, and then you just throw her into there, and nobody could buy her as a serious challenger. Yeah, like who's so available? This is the problem. They don't build anybody up. So then when people like Becky Lynch come back, well, here you go. We're going to put the belt on her because who else is there? If Sasha's going to be out for an extended period of time, which I don't know. I feel like whatever's going on with Sasha, it's COVID-related, and I hope that she comes mm-hmm. out of this okay. But other than Bianca Belair and Sasha on SmackDown, there's nobody. There's legit nobody else. I mean, they, they have people like Tony Storm, you know, but she's not doing anything. That's a shame. As someone said, I saw, um, I think it's uh, our boy Troy Smith. He's saying, uh, like, oh, maybe she had the vid too. Listen, if Bianca Belair had the vid, we wouldn't have seen what we saw last night, all right? Yeah. That, no, yeah. That does not make sense whatsoever. So, that, no. that you know, you might try to be making excuses for WWE, but that's not the way to go. A uh, dream. What you thought of this, man? It's just so man. deflating, bro. I had a lot of negative emotions about it. Uh, maybe a little too dark for this uh, podcast. <laughs> nah, 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 anything, nah. Go ahead, bro. Say it. <laughs> well, before I say anything, do we know if there's anything physically wrong with Bianca? It hasn't been reported yet. That's the, and Listen, if something was... if. Bianca has an injury. That's the only excuse. That, that's the only thing. And not and I, not that I would give them a pass because I still feel like it could have went in another direction. But I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. But at the still, I still think it, it was a shit idea to begin with. Listen, the thing okay. is, though, if she has an injury, she wrestled on SmackDown in two, in yeah, two straight yeah, matches. Yeah, right. you're right. You're right. And so it's not even she the comes bit. out to the on ring. Friday? She comes, yeah. On, yeah, the night oh, before, okay. 24 hours earlier. And she comes out to the ring you know, doing her normal, like, you know, skipping and dancing and stuff. And the fact that she took a bump, like if she was really hurt, like they they wouldn't even make her do that. So I don't, I I don't think so. I don't want to say for sure. How heartbreaking is that? You have to still do your regular shtick knowing you're about to fucking get squashed in seven seconds. I feel like this is worse than Kofi getting squashed by Lesnar. To me, this is much worse. To me, this is much worse. You know why? Because with Brock Lesnar, why I didn't like that either. Brock Lesnar, that's his gimmick. He destroys people, right? Yeah. Becky's not that. Becky's the type of, of, of talent that goes, you know, they she goes head-to-head with, you know, she puts on performances. Lesnar just straight destroys people. 
This is this is worse to me than than Lesnar and Kofi. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I, I may immediately thought of that. The amazing run that Kofi had and it got squashed by Brock in a matter of seconds. Same thing here with Bianca, because not only does it make Bianca look bad, it makes Sasha Banks look bad. It makes all the talent before um, that Bianca has put away look bad because you mean to tell me that Becky Lynch can go have a kid, be off for <laughs> like a year or whatever, come back, you know, probably still recovering from having a kid and just beat this girl in less than 15 seconds. The only thing I noticed is that she did not go for the disarmor. You know, when a, when a wrestler comes back, what's more, what's just as popular as the wrestler or the next best thing as popular as the wrestler is their signature move. She didn't do the signature move. So that made me think like, maybe Bianca's maybe hurt, but um, now if there's nothing been reported and you guys are telling me that she wrestled on Friday, there's really no excuse. There's so many different ways they could have done this. And it's just a, like, I don't even want know what to think because I go, some the 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 dark side of me starts thinking about things like racism and whatever and shit like that because that's immediately what I thought uh when I saw Brock beat Kofi Kingston. Like it to me, like it just felt like it spelled out white power. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> yeah, I love white people by the way. I just like to, <laughs> you are the knows. Player, Ryan, I, I love you, Ryan. <laughs> You don't have to put a disclaimer, Dream. I'm just saying. No, I want Ryan to know. I'm saying I'm saying it for anybody. I'm saying it for Ryan. Ryan's woke. Ryan's woke. Ryan knows. No, but okay. I I do get. You know what it is. I appreciate that. (laughs) This is what it is. WWE, and we also see this across the wrestling board. I I don't want to see. I don't want to just say WWE. The problem is a lot of people are disconnected. So I feel like. The burial, which I, I think Bianca could come back from this, but it, it doesn't do Bianca any good, though. You know what I'm saying? But Naomi and then, never did. Right. That's what so saying. I feel like when we see stuff like this, it's it does raise a question, right? And I feel like a lot of people in the WWE are disconnected, you know? And and I feel like we see that across the board at times of wrestling. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the Bianca situation, I think she can come back from this, but this definitely puts a damper on her. I feel like... Even as her as a as as a performer, it, it's gotta hurt her. Like, wow, I won the title WrestleMania, pro, the the highlight of my career, and now I'm losing the title to yes, I know it's Becky Lynch, but I'm losing the title. I'm dropping the title in seven fucking seconds. Like, what the fuck? Like here, you know, unless there's something going on that we don't know about, like maybe an injury here that we don't know about it. I, I don't know, dude. It, it it's 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 rough, and and I I love Becky Lynch. I love her so much, but man, this really. It sucks, man. I feel for Bianca. And and then also it's like, okay, I want to raise two questions here. One, there's no way they're gonna try to make Be- Becky Lynch heal here. Or, or you know, there's there's no way. And then two, how do we know if Sasha Banks' situation is COVID related? I you know what I thought yesterday? Yo, what if Sasha Banks is pregnant? What? Uh, yep. No, there we go. I mean, yeah, it could be it could be that. Um, it's got to be either that or Kobe. It is, I highly doubt she's, I, I don't know, I don't want to say for sure, but I don't know, I highly doubt she's seriously injured. I, the first thing I thought of was COVID, because uh, they, they didn't disclose a reason why. Like, it's not like, it's not like they said, like, you know, and even, even the dirt sheets, they didn't say, oh, Sasha's out with an injury. They said, you know, uh, I, I don't know, I, the exact wording, it was like unforeseen circumstances yeah, or yep, something like yep. that. So that pregnant. just makes me think COVID in today's day and age. <laughs> 
Um, but man, if she's pregnant, then that's crazy. I mean, hey, good for her. But I mean, damn, I would I would really miss Sasha Banks. Man, I'll tell you what, his uh her husband, that's a lucky guy. That's all I gotta yes, say. <laughs> Very lucky guy. Uh yeah, you know, I it took me out of the pay-per-view. You know, I there's not much to say about Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Nobody gave a shit about this match when it was announced, and nobody gave a shit about this match. After the whole Becky Lynch Bianca situation, I think people were still trying to get their thoughts together. And you know what? You see online, as much as you know Becky Lynch is beloved, uh, there was a lot of negative reaction on like, how do you do this to 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 Bianca, man? Um, I'm very curious to see, you know, what what we get on Friday night, you know, with, with Becky Lynch, um, I, your new I, champion. I just feel like all of this is just negative all around, man. It, it sucks to, for me to say that, you know. Um, I feel like Becky coming back at Vegas was going to happen. But because obviously we saw the shirt, right? You know, the man returns to Las Vegas. But I, I don't know, man. I think her winning the title the way she did, I think that was reactionary. Maybe it was inaudible. I could be wrong here, but that's what I think. Even that shirt is reactionary to CM Punk's shirt. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, uh, before we move on, uh, so Sean Rossap just says that he, uh, eight minutes ago he tweeted that uh, Sasha Banks wasn't cleared to compete, but they're hopeful she'll be back soon. So I guess that puts the pregnant rumors to rest if there was any rumor of her being pregnant. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, hey, listen, you know, Keith Lee uh, just came out recently talking about how, you know, he um, he was out for a while because, you know, tests came back that he had this heart condition. Now, these things could pop up out of nowhere, so I hope and pray that whatever's going on with Sasha, yep. uh, that it's not that serious. So, you like, like you said, we don't know. I mean, it's kind of worrying that they're not like giving you a, a direct reason of why she's been out or why she wasn't cleared. So, I hope everything is good with her. That's you know, that's really all I could say. All right, dude, we're not going to talk about Drew McIntyre and the Mahal. We mentioned that match enough. Uh, I do hope that WWE starts rebuilding Drew McIntyre slowly because they've done a lot of damage to that guy, and he's a great guy. You know, this match, while I was not invested going into it, I had no doubts that it, it, it wasn't going to be a good match. It, it was it, To this point, this ended up becoming my favorite match of the night, and that was this women's three-way. Charlotte Flair, oh. Rhea Ripley, uh, Nikki Cross. You know, I refuse to call it Nikki Ash. Um, I thought this match was really, really good, man. Uh, and they won the crowd over because the crowd was completely distraught confused uh, over the whole Becky Lynch Bianca scenario. And guess what? They they won the crowd back. They got the crowd alive again. And I know a lot of people are not a fan, not fans of Charlotte winning uh, once again another women's title reign. But I'm gonna be honest here. Nikki Nikki Cross, while I I do have love for Nikki Cross, the whole superhero gimmick, it's not for me. I know it's over with a portion of the audience. It just does nothing for me. And Rhea Ripley, they have given us no reason to even give a shit about Rhea Ripley, which it's yeah. very disheartening, especially the run he, she had in NXT. But guess what? When she got moved to Raw, they've done nothing with her to for us to even care about her. So you know what? I think they made the right call here. I think I, I have no problem with Charlotte Flair uh, winning the the title for the eight hundredth time. Um, I know some. I know that's a very unpopular opinion, but listen, Charlotte Flair, she's she's an elite when it comes to women's wrestling. All right. Um, She's on a league of her own, to be honest with you. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. I know some of the pecker heads don't want to hear that. But, you know, there's no argument here. You know, Charlotte Flair, she, she's, in, she's in her own lane. So I have no problems with her win, winning the, the women's title once again. Uh, Dream, what, what you thought of this match? And Charlotte, once again, for I don't know how many time winning the women's championship. 
And she broke her dad's record already? No. no I think I, I, 12 times, 12 times, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, the, like you said, the Becky Lynch thing kind of like threw me off for the rest of the show. And I, I was more on in, on social media trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. Trying to justify <laughs> what the hell happened, you know? I was looking for answers because I, you know, I was like, what the fuck is this, you know? Uh, so I didn't pay too much attention to this match. I got to be honest. And then uh, seeing that, you know, Charlotte went over, like, all right, okay, cool. <laughs> life life went on for me. <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan? Yeah, man, just, you know, rinse and repeat. It's the same thing. Um, I thought the match was really good, though. I, I actually was entertained. Um, and, yeah, this, this superhero gimmick is not for me either. But um, I do have a soft spot for Nikki Cross. I just I really enjoy her. I think she uh, works hard. Mm-hmm. She deserves it. Um, and they WWE put out a video before SummerSlam. I'm not sure if you saw it, but she's literally bawling, like crying, looking at the SummerSlam ring and, and the stage. Right. Um, and I just love seeing that emotion, you know. Yeah. I mean, I just love how, how like seeing that real emotion from somebody like that. So I was rooting for her to win. Um, I thought it would have been a huge upset victory for her. And I was looking forward to kind of seeing, like, you know, I thought she was going to, like, roll up charlotte or Rhea out of nowhere and like escape with the victory right like right. i thought she was going to be that type of champion where she's just going to keep like escaping like and, and defying the odds and and keep retaining this belt um but they didn't do that they just gave it right back to charlotte and it's it's just like listen i don't hate charlotte by any means i don't i'm not a charlotte hater like most people are mm-hmm. but i mean i yeah i mean seeing her win all these championships it's kind of getting annoying at this point you know i mean it's just it's every other month, it seems like. Yep. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm sure they they want to set up Becky Lynch versus Charlotte at Survivor Series. Uh. That was my thinking after this as to why they gave this belt to Charlotte. Um, it's just like, uh, like, like, where do you go now? Like, does Nikki Cross get a rematch? Do we continue this? What's Rhea Ripley doing? Where is Asuka? All right. I mean, like, like the women's division on Raw is so putrid that I would have rather have seen uh, Becky Lynch return on the raw side of things and win that championship back that, you know, she never actually lost. Uh, listen, I don't know, man, the, the women's division on both shows are dreadful. So like, like I said, it, it is what it is. I don't know. Oh boy. Uh, well, we got an, an announcement. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but WWE's going back to Saudi Arabia, baby. Yeah. Money in the Sand Six, <laughs> aka Ground Jewel. Crown Jewel. Uh, listen, when I think, and I was telling you guys this before we went on air, when I think of shows of shows, when I think about big shows, I think of Money in the Sand. Oh yeah, man! Can't wait. I'm marking it on my calendar already. <laughs> Dream. Hey guys, real, real quick, uh, let me step away for one second. I heard a big sound, and I gotta go, go see go. who broke what. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> well, listen, right that ain't good. Or early. Here we go. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. All right. All right. Let's talk about my, my, my favorite match from the night, and that was Edge and Seth Rollins. Oh, man. I love this match so fucking much. I think they told such a great fucking story. But before the match even started, um, I don't know if you got this, Ryan, because I know you're a big mm. New Japan guy. But mm-hmm. I got Tai Chi vibes from Seth Rollins' attire. I know yeah. people were saying like Jimi Hendrix. I know some people were saying Michael Jackson, and he always looked like a pirate. But I instantly went like wrestling, uh, you know, part mm-hmm. of it. And I think, and I thought of Tai Chi. That's all I thought of, especially when he was going like this, when he was like, you know, Start moving his hands, moving his <laughs> yeah, hands yeah, like yeah. like an orchestra. I instantly thought of Tai Chi vibes. But man, 
can we talk about Edge's entrance? What? I love yes. that fucking brood entrance, the way he came that out is. with the shades, um, that that vampire esque smile, and then it just goes back to the you know you think you know me you know uh, Alter Bridge um, theme. Oh, his entrance was great, man, and he got a big pop, man. Um, you know you can make the argument between him. Becky and Brock, those were the pops of the night. Um, but man, this match was great, dude. I love this match so much. All the near falls, um, they they put on a hell of a banger, bro. My favorite match of the night. And you know what? The right guy went over, and that's Edge. Edge needed a must. Uh, he needed a must needed win. And um, you know, this takes away nothing from Rons at all. I, I don't think this hurts Rons whatsoever. But uh, talk to me about this match, dude. Yeah, it was everything I expected it to be. It really was. It was um, it was a great match. It was way better than than Roman and Edge uh, from the Money in the Bank, which was like a really slow match. Yep. This one had a lot of near falls. It was exciting. There was a lot of um, a, a lot of cool maneuvers. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Edge's entrance was badass. Uh, you know, it, it's cool that they did it the way they did because mm-hmm. you know Edge's entrance is made with the pyrotechnics, right? When he does, you know, this and and you know, you see the pyro go yeah. up. There was no pyro at all. So I was wondering how they were going to do his entrance. Right. Um, I guess they could have just had him still do that with no, you know, and they did. Mm-hmm. But I thought the the brood thing right. kind of, you know, helped and and make the entrance what it was. It so I thought it was everything. really cool. So dope. I was surprised that he won. He won via submission, though. You know, uh, uh, Rollins tapping out. Like I thought that was, um, I thought that was a pretty interesting way to end the match. But um, listen, doesn't hurt Seth Rollins, and like you said, Edge. He needed a victory. He lost at Money in the Bank. He lost at WrestleMania. I don't want to say he's having a bad year. I mean, come on. But, um, you know, he, he much needed victory. And <laughs> right. now we'll see where they go from here. But this was a legit dream match that I've wanted yep. ever since Edge came back. I'm glad we finally got it. And I'm glad it was everything I expected yeah. it to be. And, and more. Yeah. Dream, what you thought of Edge and Rollins? Oh, he's back. Nobody broke anything? Oh, yeah. no. Everything all right on your end, bro? <laughs> Oh, Can you hear? God. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. You got quiet. That <laughs> yeah. didn't sound good. Is everything all right on your end? <laughs> that agent's cool, but I might have to cut it short. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be needed very soon. Oh, dude, <laughs> listen, we can, we can, listen, you, we can take, dude, we can take a rain check, bro. It's all right. Don't feel bad. We can take a rain check, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry, guys, bro. Uh, I, I wanted to be on no, for the rest of the show. Man. You got to take care um, of your life Dude, after. real quick before you leave, any Lucky. plugs, plug, give your plugs, all that good stuff. Fucking Instagram <laughs> at Dream Match Wrestling. Uh, follow us on there. Uh, I also do Twitter at official, the official DMW. Mm-hmm. I don't even know because I barely use it, but I go, <laughs> I get on there every so often. Congratulations! Uh, and our <laughs> <laughs> I need a Ryan to, <laughs> to run my Twitter page. Um, also, my website, uh, dreammatchwrestling.shop. Yep. Yep. And we're working we're working on a couple things. Right now, the main thing we're trying to work on is uh getting fucking the money to be able to either lease or purchase some licenses because that's the only way we're really gonna go legit mm-hmm. and be taken seriously. So I'm considering open up like a Patreon page so people could if they find it within their heart to donate hit, and try to help us out. Hit me up, Dream Match. <laughs> also up. also uh your uh your other venture you're doing with Dream Match Wrestling, Doggo Mania, bro. Oh, dude! <laughs> yeah, that's that's in the works. We we still gotta work on that. We're trying to do uh, wrestling merch for dogs. That's so, dope. Uh, I gotta get some stuff can, from Marty. Know. I gotta get some stuff from Marty. <laughs> exactly, yeah. our dogs are an extension of ourselves, and why not pass on your passion for pro wrestling to your to your dog too? Absolutely, you guys can match and shit. Yeah, man. Absolutely. We're starting. We're, we're trying to start bully clubs. So. 
Oh, yeah, dude, I got a fresh bulldog, man, so it works out perfectly. <laughs> I'll send you a shirt, bro. Oh, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. All right, Dream. I, no I, um, worries, bro. I hope everything's all right, man. We got to get you back on, man. Um, and hopefully everything's all right on your end, man. No, nothing crazy. No, it's all good. All hey, right, everyone's right. safe. Oh. Just... <laughs> all right, brother. There's some papaos that are about to happen. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, listen, hold on. Wait, wait. That chancleta is going to come wait. out. Real early, this is for, this is for your kid. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> I should record the whole thing. <laughs> all right, brother. Uh, love you, man, and we'll talk soon, all right? Peace, homie. All right, bro. Love you guys too, man. Thank Later, you for bro. having me. I dream. Uh, Ryan, nice to meet you, bro. Nice to meet you too, dude. Be good. Fuck chopper kind of feel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to close it. All right, and that was Mr. Yeah, dream, Dream Match Wrestling. Yeah, Dream. Dream Match. Oh, man. Mr. Dream is such a great guy. He's a great... Now, we want to talk about great guys. He's a great guy. He is a great guy. I do. Make some sweet merch, too. Oh, sweet merch. Absolutely. Those those doggy things look badass. Yeah, dude. Um, He's such... Him him and his wife yeah. are such fucking talented people. But, uh, yeah, dude. Edge and Rollins was everything I wanted it to be. And then some... It, it was just such a great match. And this was my favorite match of the night. Um... Yeah. I, I think we did we have another bullshit segment. I think we had some other BS segment the, with like uh with, J with John Morrison and yeah. Miz. The, the guns. Yeah, the highlight of that segment was Xavier Woods' attire to like winking the nod to Scott Hall. That was a highlight of that whole segment because he had like NWO Wolfpack yeah. theme and then he had the mm. the perm with the little S curl in the front. I, I thought that was so dope. But besides yeah. that, man, this this segment was atrocious. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. This I mean, like again, there's just really like no Listen, this is like WWE pay-per-views in a nutshell. Like, they give you some really good stuff, but then they give you some really stupid things like this. And it's just like, man, like, I don't know. This wasn't funny. Um, it was just pointless. It was just a stupid thing to do in between, you know, like, you know, in between matches. I don't know. It's just like I said, there's really no, no point of these things on big shows like this. I don't think it had any purpose. Like it, it was, they were just there talking to fill in to the punchline, which was them getting wet. Like that it was, was this, it. it was the same thing as, uh, you know, what we were talking about before with the Nakamura stuff and even the Gabe, Gabe Stevenson thing where he oh, came yeah, out or he was in the that. ring. Like, yeah. Like what was that? You know, like no! I just, pointless things that I just don't understand. Like they tell these people to go in the ring and to do that. And it's just kind of like, I mean, they even have to say, like, for what? Like, why am I doing this? Like, it just looks stupid. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense at mm. the end of the day. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, um, so I will, even after such a phenomenal match between Rollins and Edge, I was still kind of in, in a, not Ryan mood, but I was just like, man, I still can't get over, like, the, the Bianca stuff, right? Like, I, it was still, like, bothering me. So then... We get this Goldberg and Bobby Lashley match, and I'm like, oh, great, whatever. Look, but when I tell you, I laugh so much during the entrances and then the match. I'm going to tell you why. So we get the, you know, the pomp and circumstance of Goldberg, you know, like the whole knock on the door. You know, Goldberg walks out like he's about to do like an MMA fight or whatever. And I completely forgot that there was no pyro here, right? They were using mm -hmm. like the smoke gimmicks, and obviously we got the fire with uh, Edge's entrance, right? So... Goldberg comes out and I'm waiting for the pyro like a, like a schmuck and I see like the smoke go off and he's still like he's still like standing there going like this I, I fucking lose it because I'm like yo nobody told Goldberg there's no pyro no. here <laughs> so he's still standing there 
I was laughing. I was in tears. I was in tears crying because it's like it reminded me of like that botch entrance Goldberg had at, at uh, one of the Money in the Sands. I think it was yeah. when he had that match with Taker. Yo, yep. nobody told this guy anything, and he just standing there like a schmuck. Oh man, but um, this match, bro. Um, listen, it was what it was. Um, Goldberg is just Goldberg, bro. Um. Mm-hmm. It it bothers me with Goldberg because I I don't blame Goldberg I really don't blame blame Goldberg Goldberg it just bothers me what they had with him when he came back in 2016 you want to talk about pops when Goldberg yeah. first came back that was a humongous pop all to right pro- to promote a, a game to promote a game and then we got the match with Lesnar and they should have just ended it there and then once again WWE like they always fucking do they just want to add more sasson to it and just keep doing more and it's just like come on man we don't want to see Goldberg and you know thankfully Bobby Lashley went over and it was due to a stoppage I you know but with the knee or whatever um which we further get you know uh Goldberg's son you know jumping in and then uh, he puts the hurt lock on on Goldberg's kid which the crowd popped listen that crowd was pro Bobby Lashley no matter what he did all right even attacking the kid um I was telling you before we went on the air I saw this meme where it was like uh, Goldberg's kid is like, listen, nobody gives shit to Bobby Lashley because Goldberg's kid had it coming for doing this a couple years ago, <laughs> and it was Goldberg when Goldberg's kid was like uh, still like chubby or whatever, and doing like the dab or whatever. So I thought that was really really funny. Um, obviously, this story is going to continue. <sighs> that money in the sand. That's oh, what I'm thinking. That's God. what I'm thinking. Which you know, hey, whatever, and that's fine. You know what? This, uh, this is I probably won't even watch that show anyway. So if they want to put that rematch there, then that's fine by me. Listen. This made Bobby Lashley look so dominant. Yes. Okay. This was similar yes. to the match that he had with um, Kofi Kingston at Money in the Bank. Yep. Where he just looked dominant. So I, I'm all for that. I feel like they've booked Bobby Lashley so well. Um, they made him. They, I mean, he's really done a complete turnaround from where he once was when he returned to WWE to now. I mean, it's just amazing. It's like night and day with yeah. the booking. Yep. Um. So really cool to see. I love you know his son getting involved and Bobby putting him down too. Story will continue, but hey, you know what? Like I said, I, I always I don't mind if they put Goldberg and all these guys on the Saudi shows because I don't care about those shows. Like whatever, like save them for those type of shows. I don't care. Um, that's probably where we're headed with that. But um, you know, like it's it's just weird. Like this is the second biggest pay per view of the year, right? And like I don't know. Like did I expect this match to be good? No, I didn't care about it. I don't care about Goldberg. But like I don't know, the whole match was just Bobby dominating Goldberg. It just seemed like it was point a pointless match yeah. to put on the second biggest show of the year in the co-main. Like just, just stupid, man. Like I don't know, you know. I mean, like I said, I appreciate the fact that they're making Bobby look strong. Yep. But I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't want to say what's the point because the point is to get a rematch and to make Bobby look good. But what is the point if you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's no point whatsoever, and. Yeah, Goldberg got <laughs> he got beat up by Bobby Lashley. Um, it was pretty funny to be honest with you. I was la- I'm telling you, I was laughing throughout the whole thing. I right, yeah. main event time. Main event time. John Cena challenging for the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns. Uh, before we get into the match, two things I wanted to point out. I hate when people are already invested in a match or whatever, and WWE like always they want to add more shit to it. I hated yeah. the fact that on Friday Night SmackDown. 
Roman goes like, if I lose, I'm going to leave WWE. Why? It was so unnecessary. You're kind of yeah. spoiling the finish by saying that. It's just so fucking stupid. You already have the you've, the pay-per-view sold. People are invested right. in seeing in Roman. Why the fuck are you adding a little <laughs> sprinkle to it? For what? It's too much. Too much. Um, and then on, on the positive end of things, you know, I, I've never been a fan of John Cena merch whatsoever, and I would never buy John Cena merch. But I really thought the 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 new Cena shirt was really dope. Um, it's a la Super Mario's three. Uh, has yeah. all the the sixteen championships in the back. Um, I thought I think it was really really retro cool merch that uh, John Cena had. Um, what did you thought? You're you're a big merch guy, Ryan. What what you thought of yeah. that merch? Yeah, it was it was sweet. It was sick. I, I looked. I didn't buying it actually, but it's it comes in like this package or something like that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think it's sold separately. I'll be honest, I don't know. Um, I got to look into it a little bit more, but it was it was sick. I love the back of it. Yeah, uh, the Super Mario stuff on the front is really cool, but I love how the back of it has all the championships yeah. on it. I, I just I just think it's like the coolest thing ever. Um, but I you would think at some point John Cena is going to break the record, right? Especially um, now, waiting... more than ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that shirt. To come out once he breaks that record that he's got to have a badass uh you know shirt to go along with that um but yeah it was it was really cool to see you know I, i'm like i'm with you i've never bought a, a piece of john cena merchandise and i don't see myself ever doing it um this was a special occasion uh, a lot of his shirts are very corny looking but um this was this was very cool let's get into the match um listen man roman um, and, and I'll get to some of the the Roman comments in, in a little bit, but man, Roman, dude, he he's just listen. When when you when we talk about wrestlers of the year, there, there's only two wrestlers we're gonna talk about when it comes to like that one and two, and and you know, in many ways, you could say one A and one B because mm-hmm. they're just doing next level work. Mm-hmm. And in this match, it was like ninety ten, meaning Roman dominated most of this match. And you know what? Um, why, why I do have an appreciation to Cena, but you know what? You could kind of see Cena having a little bit of rust and a little bit gassed out in moments or whatever, but you know what? Mm -hmm. The match was what it was. I I still thought it was entertaining. I don't think it was match of the night. I I did enjoy the match, but man, Roman is just, he continues his dominance. And before we get into, uh, what happened afterwards, right? Um, with what we got eventually, um, I I just wanted to bring this up. So Roman, when I forgot what interview he said, but he said like uh, he made some comments about CM Punk because obviously CM Punk has been trending for the last you know month or so, and uh, he said that you know CM Punk was what it was and he never moved the needle. And while the Roman is entitled to his own opinion or whatever, and listen, I'm not gonna crap on Roman because uh, CM Punk is back now and because I-, I am enjoying Roman right now, I really am, mm, and I yeah. don't want him to lose that Universal title at all. Hell no. But you know. Whether he's waving the WWE flag or maybe he's doing it partially in character, whatever it is, um, he's completely wrong. Um, I think it's safe to say CM Punk does move the needle. And it's very easy for Roman to say stuff like this and say like, oh, well, you know, Cena's the one that moved the needle and The Rock moved the needle or whatever. Because the machine was behind guys like Cena, guys like Roman, guys like The Rock, guys like Stone Cold, whatever. The machine was behind them. CM Punk was moving the needle organically. The machine didn't want Punk to be the guy. He was still moving the needle when the machine didn't want him to move the needle. All right? So for him to say that Punk doesn't move the needle, listen, you should stop worrying about Punk and maybe work on your promos a little bit better because Cena was eating you up two weeks in a row. Okay? And and listen, that's not hate on Roman because I am enjoying Roman's work. And I think promo-wise, he has gotten better. 
But instead of focusing your energy on Punk and saying that he doesn't move the needle, maybe you should practice on your promos a little bit better because Cena ate you off for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, um, I-, I thought this match was great, man. Uh, like I said, Roman is on another level. But uh, Ryan, what you thought of this match? And do you- did you see like the little rust and kind of Cena getting-, getting gassed out during the match? Yeah, yeah, I did. And it's to be expected. You know, I mean, he's, John Cena hasn't been in a high profile, you know, main event match like this in a long time. Um, you know, it's to be expected, but it, the match was really good. I thought it was it was it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Was it a match of the year candidate? No. no. Um, but it was good. Like I said, I enjoyed it. The crowd was really into it. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a big Cena crowd. Reigns looked dominant. John Cena did a great job of, of putting Reigns over in that spot. And um, yeah, listen, you know, I know they added that stipulation with Roman that if he, he if he loses, he'll leave. It didn't ruin the match for me because I never saw a scenario where John Cena was going to win. You know, I just I never once thought Roman was going to drop his belt. So um, I was just looking forward to a really good match. And that's exactly what we got. We got a good, solid match. Um, Edge, I'm still standing by the Edge and Seth Rollins was the match of the night. Yeah, for me. me too. Me too. Um, I enjoyed that a lot more. But Roman and Cena, man, I have no, no complaints. I thought it was a very enjoyable match those two put on. All right, dude. So Roman Reigns wins in dominant fashion, like I said. And just like, it was like a snap of the finger. It was like, all right, they announced that Roman Reigns won. And then you hear Brock Lesnar's music. And I pop. I pop big time. Yeah, me too. Pop big time. Brock Lesnar looks like he's in incredible shape. And I know people are giving him shit about his hair. But to me, in my opinion, he looks more intimidating with the beard and the Viking ponytail than he did before when he just had a regular crew cut. He looks more dominating now. Like, he he just looks more vicious. Um, I love Paul Heyman's facial reactions of him crying like a little kid. Um, and Roman, he's kind of taking a step back, and he looks a little intimidated uh, by Brock. And he never did that before when he was a face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, listen, I hope this, I hope, you know, I know we're excited about Brock's return or whatever. But I hope we don't get this rushed. I, I think if there's a way, I don't know how they would do this, especially in WWE land. But if there's a way to drag this out, I think you you know try to try to hold off on this match. Maybe we keep getting teases, because um, uh man, this version of Roman with now like a babyface esque Brock, oh dude, I I can't wait to see it. And no, let me rephrase that. I can't wait to see it when we finally get this match. But I think we should wait to see it if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see what you mean. Um, I loved it. I popped too. It's great to see Brock in this type of role. Um, he looks badass. I he love does. the hair. I he love does, the beard. Man. I love the new getup. We haven't seen him with the jeans and and, and the uh, the boots that he was wearing. Uh, like I just I just feel like not a lot of people have seen Brock Lesnar outside humanized of, humanized Brock. Yeah, right. And this is Brock Lesnar <laughs> outside of the ring. Um, I thought it was really cool. The dynamic between Paul Heyman and and Roman and and Brock now, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Brock and Paul never had a falling out, but it's like I could see why Brock would be maybe uh, disappointed with Paul for, you know, betraying him and, and going with Roman after they feuded for how many years? I mean, how many matches did those two guys have against each other? Um, yeah, listen, I have a feeling this match is going to go down in Money in the Sands. Uh, no. You know, I mean, because if you think about it. Wow. No! If you think about it, this is the type of match that they would put on that show, you know? Yeah, um, and yeah. this is just to, listen, this is just another hurdle for Roman Reigns to conquer before, ultimately, he faces oh Dwayne at WrestleMania next year. So I, I, I'm all in on Roman and Brock. This is really nobody else. 
There's nobody else on SmackDown to go up against Roman. Listen, I'm all in for Roman and Brock, but I just don't want it to happen at Money in the Sand, bro. I agree. I, but, but listen, uh, where else? Just think about it. Where else could it happen? I Survivor don't see it Series. Well, yeah, it could um, if they move away from the champion versus champion gimmick. And listen, the, 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 listen, the whole Raw and SmackDown brand supremacy thing is fucking over it. No, nobody gives a shit about it. At least I mean, listen, I agree. I agree. I, I, don't, I don't know if, if, if WWE doesn't plan on doing that, then yeah, that's the perfect spot to do that match. Will they hold off that long? I don't know. Listen, perfect world. If I was fantasy booking this, we get the match at, at a rowdy fucking crazy Brooklyn crowd in fucking the Barclays Center, whatever. Roman goes over as, you know, we get the announcement. Roman, you know, Roman Reigns is still your universal champion. All of a sudden, if you smell, boom, The Rock comes out. and oh, that'd we, be awesome. And that's what we get. And that's how you sign off. And The Rock just stares down uh, Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns just looks confused. And it's fade to black. Fade to black. Don't say another word. You don't have to say, and, and you know, they, there you go. There's your build going into uh, Mania. That's how I would do it. I just hope we don't get Brock and Roman and Money in the Sand. I don't, I don't want to see it. Listen, that would be awesome. I don't do Do you see Brock losing clean, though? I have a hard time seeing that. You know what, man? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Since Paul Heyman's involved, I can see Brock losing clean to Roman. I hope so. I hope so. I just have a hard time seeing anytime Brock Lesnar's in a big time match like this. It's kind of like Goldberg. There's always that inkling that he could he could pull off this win because you just have a hard time seeing him lose. You, like I said, uh, we we just dis- I feel like we discussed this on almost every episode, Ryan. I, I really don't want to see Roman Reigns lose the title. Let him rock with the Me title. Me neither. Like to WrestleMania Hollywood, if you could get it to there. Listen, I want like when it comes to Roman Reigns holding that Universal title, I want him to have like an old school s like. Back in the Bruno day, run. like Bruno type run, let him yeah. hold, hang on to the title, let him rock with the title for a couple of years. Like I have no problem with that. I I never thought yeah. I would say that, especially with a guy yeah. like Roman Reigns. But like it, it it's just too perfect right now. I agree, hundred percent. Don't mess it up, Vince. Listen, we 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 spoke about CM Punk the first half of the show. We spoke about SummerSlam the second half of the show. I think there really isn't much to say. I just want to throw in this last little nugget here because, listen, I, I know takeovers happening tonight, but are we really it's happening gonna, tonight? Are we going to talk about NXT? I, you know, um, what, what's on there? Any good matches? Um, we got Adam Cole and Kyle Riley. Yeah. We got some. Three how, good matches. How about this? How about this? What we'll do is maybe after NXT takeover, Ryan and myself will do an IG live. How about that? Sounds Works good, for right? Um, Works I, for me. I wanted. I do want to end the show with this though. Um, we got an announcement by New Japan at Wrestle Grand Slam, which is the same weekend as All Out. We're gonna get Abushi. Kota Bushi's back, baby, and he's gonna be challenging yes. Hiroshi Tanahashi for the United States Championship. Which means Tanahashi is not gonna be at All Out, bro. Yeah, that's a bummer. That is uh, definitely a bummer. Um, Shingo and and Bushi. I uh, wish them well. They yep. have COVID. Yep. I don't know if. Um, if they plugged in Tanahashi in that role because, you know, that was a big blow losing Shingo like that. Um, if that's the case, then, you know, it's understandable. Things mm-hmm. happen out of nowhere like mm-hmm. that. But um, I do expect Tanahashi and, and Mox to happen at some point. Yep. We maybe full gear. All out. Maybe, maybe full gear. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, or maybe at Arthur Ashe. Ooh. Who knows? Big Listen, pop. I'm just, you big know, pop, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. But uh, yeah, it is disappointing that we're not getting it at all out. Cause I feel like now was, was the perfect time for that. 
Ah, dude, that's it, man. I feel like it, when I did the notes for today's episode, it was just two things: CM Punk, SummerSlam. That's it. That's all. I, Listen, that's, that's all. all I had. It's worth talking about, really. Yeah, man. But uh, um, you know, shout out to Mr. Dream for for doing the show with us. He had to leave impromptu, but man, uh, go follow my Dream Match Wrestling. But uh, Ryan, kids, let me let me get your plugs in. All right, at uh, Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Um, I apologize if anybody was looking forward to tweeting tweets last night. I was watching with a with a group of buddies. I really wasn't on um, on Twitter that much to live tweet the show, um, but I am very active on there. So definitely give a follow on there uh, at Royal underscore Ramble underscore Wrestling. Shout out Brian Sendek on Instagram and uh, Wrestle Radar Instagram, Twitter, and Wrestle Radar YouTube. Uh, Ryan, um, real, real quick, I wanted to because I, I tagged you on this post. Yo, Minoru Suzuki is going to come back to GCW and he's going to be in oh, yeah. Are you going to that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, whether it's the New York show or the um, Atlantic City man, yeah, or maybe both. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. I, yeah. I, I, dude, I, can you listen at GCW weekend in Atlantic City? I don't know if it's going to be the collective, but I would love if um, they stack that whole entire weekend with you know they got Suzuki there. Right. If they could, you imagine Mox and Gage being on that or, weekend? Or getting too? a or getting a blood sport too? Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, listen, I'm all in, baby. All Let's in. Go. Leo, I know you're working on some stuff, and you got kind of an announcement when it comes to Lucha Outsiders. We so, do. So go ahead, Leo. Take it away. Hold on, because I'm, I'm actually squaring it up so we can show the people. So this weekend, <laughs> well, you saw me squaring it up. Give me two seconds. Uh, so this weekend, what we did is we actually launched a LuchaOutsiders.com. Uh, you guys can actually go to LuchaOutsiders.com right now. You can get all the latest news. Uh, you can get all the latest news on everything that's going on. If you guys already follow our um, Instagram page, uh, you can also follow LuchaOutsiders.com where you're going to get all the stuff that we're putting up on our Instagram page and all the latest news and videos. But you can also go right now and you click on where it says Lucha Podcast. You click on that and it actually takes you to our whole archive of shows so you got 187 186 one you get the point mm-hmm. uh you'll be able to get them all so if you miss any of the shows you just do look like i'm doing right now 187 i missed it boom there you go baby you have it in your fingertips you can also go and get the lucha shop which by the way brian we're gonna need some pictures because now we got the lucha team that we got to put together but um you can also get uh from the shop let's say you're gonna you want to get one of our shirts uh or one of our hats they're all available there um so yeah luchaoutsiders.com it's up and running right now mario we got a wrestling page dude i it's pretty cool <laughs> to see that we i you know we have a wrestling page you know every time i do a post or whatever it's going to automatically go to this page and i it's pretty surreal you know you know how Lucha Outsiders started and now where we are now. It's pretty fucking cool, man. I know I'm not really uh, the type of person that goes, you know, in a straight line, if you will. Like, I'm not, listen, I'm going to call things how I see it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, you know, with with anything. Listen, there, there's a lot of great stuff happening in the wrestling business, but there's also a lot of not good stuff in the wrestling business. And, you know, I piss off people and I have no problem doing that. It's uh, okay. I enjoy pissing people off because... Uh, I back up everything eh, I say. They'll so, be fine. They can I, deal with it. <laughs> and, you know, it's just pretty surreal seeing that, you, you know, we kind of have like a, you know, a wrestling page. There you now. go. It's wrestling cool. news and more. Cool, man. LuchaOutsiders.com. You guys can save it uh, and just go check it out from time to time. It's there. Uh, thanks. And LosRadio.com. Sorry. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> throw that in there, too. <laughs> you, you can follow me at Rated R since 87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, you know, check out our website, LuchaOutsiders.com, for the latest news and rumors or opinions. Yeah. Um, if you miss anything or today on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of this show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy, Apple Podcasts, Tuna La Mesca app, LostRadio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. Let's just say everywhere. And also, leave us a rating, <laughs> a review, and let us know if you like us or if we piss you off. And that is it. Staying up on Friday actually gets me really tired right now, so I got to go take my old man nap. So, <laughs> it's, Dude, I'm telling you, it's pretty surreal that, you know, we got a, we got a little page going now. Yeah. Dude, hey, listen, you guys built this empire, man. It's really, really cool to see how far it's come. And I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. So, nah, bro. You, yeah, big things happening. It, it cool. was you being part of this show was meant to happen, bro. Yeah, bro. I appreciate that, it, man. It, hey, listen. From the first time we met at that Philly Evolve Progress show, I remember you. Uh, we met for the first time and you handed me a sticker with the Lucha Outsiders um, logo on it. I have it still. I put it up on the on the back of my door uh, in my room. Yeah, we and, made uh, it. Man, Woo. it's just so cool. Yeah, Full man. Circle, man. Because, uh... The, the Royal Ramble, shout outs to Brian. We were following each other for a while. He was actually what one of the, he started like, you know, like giving us shout outs or whatever. And I was like, yo, you're at the, you're at the Evolve Progress Show. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with a whole bunch of buddies or whatever. And then we met and then the rest was just kind of history, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see that picture we took in front yeah. of the wall outside of 2300 Arena, man. It's cool. It's cool to see how far, like, uh, like, well, we've come as friends and, you know, the show has come. It's just awesome. Just remember this: the whole thing behind Lucha Outsiders was just two guys that met in a totally random place <laughs> and hit it off like we've known each other our whole life, which a lot of people do think. But no, I met Mario through wrestling, and that's literally what it has been: with Tone, with Dream, with the Sam. Marks, with Sam, with um, the rest friends. That's all it is, man. We're, yeah. we're getting Crazy, a nice man. little wrestling community. brings everybody together. Yeah, man. Except those guys with COVID. Great time to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> For no. the old man Leo. Yeah. For our double Ryan Radar, yeah. I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep it Rated R and stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good night.